With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's good, YouTube? What's good, fellas? How y'all doing today? Euro. What's up? Today's today's the day for you. Today's the what? day for you, bro. What? What day? Ass, today's the day. Your ass is gonna be grass. I promise you. Maybe Whatever, not fool. Maybe you not already now. you already L. I, I will give you this though, man. Only two minutes late. That's better than JD can do. That's definitely better than what Ron can do. But you said what's up, fellas, and you know neglected to say what's up to the lady listeners. That's major misogyny right there. I was talking L-host. to you. I was talking oh, to you. Okay. Like, uh, oh, El Euro, again, head on a spike already. <laughs> <laughs> we started already. Like, come on, bro. Fire, you got that one? All right. Yeah, huh. Headshot, bro. I'm, I don't even try. I don't even need to try. It's just that easy. <laughs> what's good with you, Mars? How's everything? Um, What's up? What's up? How's it going? Good, bro. I'm going to get you talking today. Unlike JD, I will push you to talk more. Because I love hearing your voice. It soothes my sound. I was hungover last night. I'm not going to lie. I started listening to our podcast so I could hear your voice to put me to sleep. Wow. 100%. Last night that's, was wild. That's super disrespectful, Mars. You better not. You know, that's crazy. That's I, think I, I think I talk enough. Like, if we're talking basketball, I'm pretty involved. In okay. Unless we're uh, talking Lakers. Yeah, I'm I'm off the Lakers. Very boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh so to let you to let you guys know, bro. Uh, we got put in the burner. It's just me, Euro, and Mars up here, but we gonna have a good time. You feel me? We gonna step up to the plate. Uh, this is you know not planned, but you know we're goats, so we gonna we gonna make this thing happen. You feel me? Uh, we gonna get into these. We gonna shout out to the members and everything like that. JD put L host for JD because. He is an asshole for putting us in this in this position, bro. A hundred percent. First curse word in the first two minutes. That's fine. Man, it's 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 dub, bro. Of course, it's gotta have that, bro. <laughs> like what, what? Like what are we doing? What are we doing, bro? But yo, uh, there's been a lot of games. Is I mean, a lot of good things have been happening in the NBA season so far uh, in the last few days. Um, do you guys have any takeaways about what's going on? I know one of those, like Brooklyn and their defense, has been looking really well. You guys, like buyers or sellers of that? Like, what do you guys feel about that? Um, just on Brooklyn, I mean, I think this is normal when you get a new coach. There's like a jump in terms of effort, and like you're just raising your game for like a short while. It happens in most most sports that I watch, anyway. Do I think this is sustainable? I don't know because Ben Simmons doesn't look very good, in my opinion. Like I don't, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt with the back and everything. He doesn't look great. I think he needs to stay on the bench. KD's looked very good. Um, I need to see what it looks like with Kyrie back in the lineup. So there's still like a lot of ifs with Brooklyn, but 
they look better than they did with Steve Nash, but they also haven't played many great offenses. The Clippers are bad, Washington are bad, Charlotte are bad. Dallas is a good offense, they beat them. But overall, I mean, I'm just seeing them have a good defense against teams who have a bad offense, so I'm not going to put too much stock in there right now. How about you, Yara? Yeah, I agree. I agree. We're just going to have to wait and see. I, I think, I mean, th- their season is cooked anyway. I don't think they they can make any moves, you know, significant enough to, you know, where they can salvage anything. Kyrie, you know, he has to come back. That's going to be another whirlwind because all of that residual, you know, drama or whatever, that's going to resurface. And then they're going to have to figure out, you know, if they're going to follow Jacques Vaughn's lead or not, right? <clears throat> if he's going to be accepted by Kyrie and all that good stuff. So I, I don't know, man. I, I Who knows, man? I, I just don't think they're going to win anything. But, you know, I th- that doesn't change anything from most people's takes at the beginning of the season when everything was smooth sailing or, quote, unquote, smooth sailing. So the I, Nets are the Nets. I just want to know, right? I'm not going to lie. All this bullshit was people telling me Kevin Durant and the Nets defense. I told y'all, bro, their defense wasn't that bad. And Kevin Durant on the defensive side of things isn't that bad, bro. Yeah, but that's not but that's not what that, no, that's not what people were saying. They were just saying that they that defense is their one of their main issues. Son, not that it's bad. Euro, don't do that. What? Don't do that, Euro. That is not what? what people were saying. They were saying the Nets defense was so fucking bad. They wasn't that good. Uh, KD isn't that good of a defender. Uh, well, what's going on I'm, right well, now? So let me not so speak for people then. I definitely said that. So do you think this is sustainable? The way yeah. that they're locking shit up right now, no. I don't of think that teams – I don't think that they're going to be holding teams to 100, under 100 for this long They have time. the best defensive rating over the last five games by 10 <laughs> points. Oh like, it's not even God. close. Like, that's not sustainable. So I'm not going to overreact when – if they played like this for the rest of the season, they'd have the best defense in NBA history. So clearly they're not going to sustain this. So but I have no the, reason to overreact to it. But don't you think that they could be a middle-of-the-pack defense? I top 10, could, top 15. I think they could be anywhere from 14 to 20. That's where I think they could be. That's where they'll cap out, in my opinion. An average at best defense, more likely below average. And what is their offense ranked among the league? Um, and and let me let me ask you this. This is a, a purely like historical, like statistical question. If there's, let's say, like a top 15 defense or top 10 defense, how good does their offense have to be in terms of like rank among all teams for them to be competitive in the playoffs? Um, like, what I mean, are some teams that we can compare them to from the past? Last year, Golden State had an average offense. I think we were like 13th in offense. We won the title, but our playoff offense was very good. Um, I'd have to check where teams like the 08 Celtics ranked in terms of offense. Let me check. But most likely, if you have the best defense in the league, like you don't need to have a top 10 offense. But most teams who win the championship are like top 10 in both. Like 08 Celtics were 10th in offense, but they were first in defense. I mean, the Pistons is like the go-to example of like a team that wins with defense, but they're kind of more like an outlier. So I don't really want to use them because everyone just knows that's not great. They were 18th in offense and second in defense. What was the um, – yeah, what's the what's the Nets offensive rating? The what, Euro X? What is it? The Nets offensive rating this season is 113. They're like average right now. Mm-hmm. And their defense is 
actually bad in the offensive rating, I guess. But I mean, I don't know. Like I, said, I, I, have to, I have to I have to wait and see how they start playing with Kyrie back in the in the fold. Why? Well, I honestly, bro, I'm not gonna hold you. That's why I, I, I don't like talking about the Nets so much because I, I think they're done. I think there's drama with the whole Kyrie Irving incident. It's like like it's just you think so much he's shit. done with the Nets, I, think, I mean. Uh hundred percent. He's done with the Nets. After this season, he just all he wants to do is get the fuck out of there. And I, I think the Nets that. ownership want that as well. I don't know where he could go, but I just know that him and the relationship between him and the owner is just it's it's uns I can't even say the word, but it's Untenable. done. Unsalvageable. Is that yeah. a word? Oh, unsalvageable. Yeah, you feel me? High IQ dub. Even when I'm homing over, you feel me? I'm still on point. You feel me? But it's unsalvageable, bro unsalvageable and i think that relationship right there they're done the nets are done and it's just so many other factors besides basketball that I, I don't if they win this year i'm not gonna lie if they win this year kevin durant is the best player in the league oh so the winning bias is attacking yeah. Durant. Now. Uh, it will, I know. It will well, hold on. didn't y'all have didn't y'all just have a show about winning biases rotting your brain and everything and you just now conceding to that what's happening but i'm not uh, i'm not gonna lie bro like listen if they if they after all of this nonsense all of this bullshit bro and they still able to win like i mean i still hold kevin durant in high regards he's like top. you three, still top think three. he's the best anyway yeah you? i still think he's like oh, one so of the you say i think it's i think a lot of people would shift their opinion and say that he's the best player in the league oh yeah they would for sure but so what if what if they had a, a milwaukee bucks run everyone just gets hurt and they win the title does that mean anything i mean not to me but we well, we all know what people do bro we all know once you win that title the the opinions will change drastically drastically bro how would the steph kd conversations look because obviously now everyone seems to have steph over kd because he's won before and after him but if kd wins without steph now most people assume most people think kd's been a better player but he hasn't won without steph so they have steph over him if kd then wins without steph does kd jump into the top 10 son you're gonna hear what i have to say they would undoubtedly put kevin durant over steph curry you want to know why I don't think people like Steph Curry, bro. I think a lot of people feel the same exact way I feel about Steph Curry. He's He pisses me off, and I showed you that video, bro. It's nothing but awful moving screens, bro. It pisses me off, bro. Like, I really don't think the masses really like Steph Curry like that at all, bro. I really don't. So it's like, it's like the Jordan rules for him, though. Like, every generational player has, you know, something where – because it's a star-driven league, right? The league is going to cater to – to that guy, whoever he is. And so, you know, like in Steph's case, it's just the screening. No, with Steph is this, right? And when he was coming out, a lot of people wasn't really fucking with him like that, with the way that he played. But what happened was when KD goes there, he's winning all these rings. They're like, no, screw it. Even though we don't like what this guy's doing, fuck it. We just got to put him in these conversations right now. We just do. I don't think a lot of people want to sit here and say that Steph Curry better than Chris Paul. Oh <laughs> like, I didn't think a lot of people was going for those arguments. I don't think a lot of people want to. Nobody does Steph go Curry. for those arguments. Yeah, but I don't. I, that wasn't no the time. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about back then. I'm talking about back then. I don't think a lot of people want to put Steph Curry in the top 10 of all time. I don't think a lot of people want to put him in these conversations. What? The like is, in his first two or three years? Of course not. What? Like, what do you mean? All right. 
Why no, no, no. Why would you say, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's like nobody even, maybe there's some crazy fanboys or whatever that been on LeBron since, you know, he was a puppy or whatever. But even in his first year, second year or whatever, nobody was like, yeah, he's going to be top three all time. Like, what are you talking about? I think, I think Dub's trying to say Steph's achieved so much, so people have to put him in their top 10, kind of, but they don't want to have to do that. But that sounds like winning so bias. It's hard to deny it. I mean, it that's, how people, that's, that's what how people do. That's what people do. People don't want to think Steph's yeah. top 10, but he's achieved so much. If you don't have Steph in your top 10, you're going to get questioned, and people don't like that. Is Steph top 10 for you, Mars? Nah, he's at 11 or 12. Like, so let me ask you this, though, because you always take out all of the accolades, all of the winning and everything like that, right? And you just look at him as like a basketball player, right? But as a basketball player, when we just look at the game, like across the board, he is. And, you know, this is, I guess, the hot take that Mike James got flamed flamed for when he said he's one dimensional because all he does he is, quote is. unquote, shoot. He is. You know what I'm saying? He, Mike James so, is spitting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. Steve Kerr tells him to do one fucking job. He doesn't do one fucking job. He says, just go out there and shoot. I'm but, so, my bad. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just no, But up. my question, though, is Mars, like, if, if you value a basketball player being like a good basketball player and like, you know, having to have like multiple facets of the game and be good at those or whatever. And Steph Curry clearly has one facet of his game that is astronomical and the other ones, they kind of are around the average range. If I don't know if you would agree with that, but let's just say that you do. Why do you have him ranked so high then? Because as a basketball player, he is not as complete as somebody else who typically isn't ranked as high as Steph Curry if we're taking winning out of the equation. Um, okay, well, the reason for that, A, I think Steph Curry is a very complete player. But if I didn't, I think the way I rank players, it's not about being the more complete player more than it's about how do you impact the games with the things you're good at. For example, I think the best example, everyone goes to Shaq with the example because he was so, I wouldn't say one-dimensional, but he was so dominant in one facet of the game that a guy like Hakeem or Kareem, even you could throw in Joel Embiid, all those centers who have more aspects to their game, to me, they're not as good as Shaq because how good Shaq was at the way he dominated the game. That's similar that. to me. That's similar to me for Steph. It's not about how how many things you can do well, more than it's how do the things you do well impact the game. If Steph Curry does one thing excellent and that shoot the ball. Then why does Giannis the get all this slander? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't Giannis know. shouldn't be getting no slander because we don't slander Steph the same way when it comes to like his deficiencies. I think I mean, uh, when you can't shoot, it's like everyone seems to harp on that more because I think people view shooting as something that isn't, it's not about a talent or like a gift. It's you work on it. And if you can't shoot, people assume you're not working hard. I believe shooting is a talent. I believe you can either shoot or you can't. You can improve that. But if you're a bad shooter, it's very rare that you become a good shooter. I think the only example I can clearly come up with off the top of my head is Lonzo Ball. And that's because he completely changed his mechanics and they were just broken. But he still had shooting touch. Guys like Russell Westbrook, guys like Giannis. I mean, Kawhi kind of, Kawhi improved his shot as well. But there's most of the time, I don't think you can just become a great shooter if you were always a bad shooter. I think there's a level of talent involved with it. And that's why I don't hold that against Giannis too much. He's working on his game. I don't think anyone would deny that. But if you can't shoot, people just assume you're not working. And I think that's where the slander comes from. And Euro, to, to go off of your point, I didn't live through it. But I do, talking to older guys, they do say that 
back when Shaq was having they run, these same talking points was coming with Shaquille O'Neal about him not really shooting and things like that. The no, same no, way, no, 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 yeah, no. I don't know. Throws. I don't know. A lot of people. Only free throws. No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't not. coming up. It wasn't absolutely coming up. not. I, I didn't no, look because so. look at no because look at him. Look at him. Look at the type of like look at his statue. You know what I mean? And then back then, we didn't have big shooting like that. So it wasn't even a demand for, uh, you know, to have a big guy on your roster that can step outside. That was a nice to have. But look at Hakeem, that corner three that he had or whatever, they he barely shot that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Even though he could shoot, like, but he was on the block. So it's like, nah, man. So nobody, nobody, because I heard no, some people say that nobody was really criticizing him in the same type of manner that's no, criticizing Giannis. No, they did. I mean, they did, of course, man. They criticized him for, you know, for his weight nonstop. You know, they criticized him for that big toe issue that he had forever. They criticized him for, uh, you know, his free throw. Like, they were, they were on Shaq Tough for sure. For sure, just was in that, his, in was his own ever, way. Was there ever any talk? You know how um, in the title run the Bucks had where everyone, well, not everyone, but it was a big talking point that Chris Middleton was the closer, he was the Batman. Was there any yeah, ever yeah. talk of Kobe being that for Shaq and like that diminishing I don't, Shaq? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Maybe, but I don't think so because Shaq was the big dog for sure. You know, maybe later down the line it, when like Kobe tried to make it a little bit more even, um, that's when a lot of people started to focus on, oh, can they coexist? And then, you know, the snitching came about and, you know, all this drama. And then all of a sudden, you know, Kobe wants to leave and then Shaq gets the boot. You know what I mean? So it was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Maybe they were saying it. Maybe there were a few people. I don't remember that though. I think the thing with I think the thing what's happening with Giannis is very similar to what's happening with Shaq where and in the moment, the way that people are criticizing him, it's just they're gonna criticize him for it. But I think when five, ten years goes down the road, we're gonna sit here and look back and Giannis were like, nah, fuck it. Like the dude was just that dude, you feel me? Like, I hope. Because there were there's a lot of guys in the league. Um, that word, that dude or whatever, and they don't get that type of recognition and the flowers that they need to. And I'm not just talking, like, for example, like a Hakeem. I think a Hakeem should be talked about a lot more. And I feel like we're the only ones that really do that. I'm talking about PC because we have a few guys, you know what I mean, in, among, in and amongst ourselves that um, have Hakeem as, you know, one of their top guys or whatever. And so that's why... Yeah, so that's why the conversation, you know, happens to pop up all the time. But when you look across, like, just conversation in general, right, in barbershops, in, like, you know what I mean, on ESPN, you know what I mean, shit that's being shown, like, you know, historic games or, you know, other podcasts, whatever, nobody really talks about Hakeem like that. Isn't that be, – don't you blame that more on marketability rather than talent? I don't think he was I, ever marketed. I blame, it, I blame it on accolades. He only has two rings. He won them when MJ wasn't in the league. So he's like, when Steph won his ring, Hakeem was like the first one people were willing to just get out of the top 10. And some people still have him at like 11 or 12, even before Steph. And I think that's simply because I don't know how many MVPs he has. I think he has one or two. I think he has one or two deep ways. But then when you only have two rings and it's and a lot of people seem to believe the Bulls would have won eight straight if, he, if MJ doesn't retire. They kind of look at those oh, rings. They kind of okay, look at those yeah. rings a bit funny, and they're like, "Hakeem couldn't win before, with with MJ in the league, and like he was notorious for like losing like the first round. He lost in the first round quite a lot. So mm -hmm. I think people look at those rings a bit 
iffy. The kind of the same way people look at like KD and the Warriors rings in the fact that you have to, it's kind of like there's an asterisk on those rings, kind of. I don't agree with that, but I think that's MJ how people, wasn't in the league, right? And I think that's how people view it. I mean, he was only not in the league one year, and then he kind of like came back, and they got booted by Orlando. the Magic. Yeah, yeah, but people just say that that wasn't the same. And then they blasted the they blasted the Rockets blasted the Magic, right? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a weird that's a weird thing to me because in in my opinion, bro, I look at that Houston Rockets team. They match up very well against the Chicago Bulls. I think that Rockets team had a winning record against the Chicago Bulls. Mars, correct me if I'm wrong. They were I'm nice. sure they did. I mean, yeah, but that, that that's simply because the Bulls never had a big like Rodman wasn't there yet. Hakeem was a matchup problem for them. I think even I don't know if MJ's been asked this, but I'd assume he would understand that he didn't. He probably didn't want to see the Rockets because that team was just. A he did. He problem. said it. He said it himself. He said, we're lucky that we never got to see this guy in the finals. He said that himself because they, like you said, I really think the Houston Rockets might have beaten the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan, bro, without Dennis Rodman because they didn't have Dennis Rodman. With Dennis Rodman, I think the Bulls take that. But without him, bro, how, how can they How can they challenge Shaquem? How can they stop him? Well, you think Dennis Rodman would be doing enough against Shaquem? He'll do his best. You can't stop a dude like no, that. No, no, for sure. Like, I mean, that's yeah. a formidable defender. But what I'm saying is, like, do you think that's enough to get over the hump, hypothetically 100%. speaking, if they were to match up? Yeah, that 72, that 72 and 10 team, yeah, I think they win. Without a doubt in my mind, bro. Dennis Rodman is enough to put him over the edge. Are they greater than the 73 and 19? Who? Yeah, they, they won. The Bulls? So we don't care about winning, remember? Don't do this. Repeat. It's hard to argue. That's like, y'all too. That's no, y'all gen, too. Generally speaking, it's hard to like... If, I, I think the 72 and 10 Bulls are just a better team anyway. But it's hard to argue that a team is a better team when one went 72 and 10 and won a championship. The other team won one more game and then had the biggest choke in NBA Finals history. It's kind of hard to say that team is better than the other team. I think I think the 72 and 10 team is better simply because in the playoffs, I think their game translated much better. A, whether that's because Steph got hurt or not, I'm, I don't know. But I'm just saying their team looked much better in the playoffs and in the regular season than the Golden State Warriors did. They looked great in the regular season. They looked slightly less great in the playoffs, in my opinion, which is why I would say the 72 and 10 Bulls were better. But I think the KD Warriors are the best team of all time, in my opinion. That 2017 team, I think that's the best team that's played in the modern era. I don't know, Mars. That that's seventy-two. I, I'm a big fan of defense, bro. And I think the defense, and that's the main reason why I think like that Chicago Bulls team is just so great because the defense all across the board is like phenomenal. It's amazing. Uh, with Ron Harper, MJ, Scotty, Dennis Rodman. Um, I guess if you put them in today's league, the big man will probably be uh at fault here. But I think that's a team that could transfer across generations, just dominate. Maybe have some slight adjustment with the big man, but I think they're just so complete. And having an MJ and Scotty on the team to carry the offensive load is like, it's ridiculous, bro. I think that team is just with the defense they have is fucking wild, bro. And I think they could be better than the Golden State Warriors team. Because listen, that that 2018 Rockets team was going to beat them, Mars. And it was yeah, going to be 2018. Them. I'm talking about the 2017 Warriors. Oh, 2017. The one wow, was it shifted the one that, that was... much. How did the year change that much, Mars? Why why the, why the 97 Bulls not the best, not the greatest team ever? The 97 Bulls? Mm-hmm. Why do people say 96? 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't all, care. You know, I think, I think you know it's the same. makes all the I, difference, man. Uh, that much? I think it's damn near yeah, the same. Yeah, look at the Lakers. They won the a chip in 2020. Look at them. <laughs> look at them in 2021. Look at them in 2022. <laughs> but that's a whole roster change. Like, this is a, these are teams that are generally the same exact team from one year and another. I don't see how they just. The 2017 and 2018 Rockets were the same? No, no, no. 2017 Warriors and the 2018 Warriors. It's the same. It's the same people. Yeah, but I, okay, okay. Even if they, it's the same they people, play, they, they have they one, play, they have one true. full year of playing to you know together, and chemistry is a big. You know, I'm a big chemistry chemistry guy. Also, Steph so, missed the first round that year as well. So, Steph yeah, Steph was hurt in the first round of the playoffs. So I'll just say the 17 team is fully healthy the whole postseason. Mm, I'll just say that's why. They're okay, better. okay. Do you think that 2018 Rockets team? Could have still challenged them to a game seven. I don't believe in 2017. In 2017, I don't think I don't think anyone was beating us even two times in a playoff series. I mean, it took the Cavs having a historic shooting night to be us. In game Listen, the Spurs beat, was beat up twenty. People. The Spurs yeah, was up twenty, bro. With Kawhi, mm-hmm. and that and to me, that Rockets team was a better that, team. That would have been one. That would have been. One I, I think game the Spurs would have won. I, I'm I not gonna lie. I, I think there's a, some sort of bias here. You want to know why? Because I think that 2017. Warriors team, bro. I think what we look at, we see, damn, bro, those guys went fucking bananas in that whole postseason. They were like, dang, it was so wild. But I'm looking at the postseason. I'm like, they faced they faced the Clippers, right? Was it that year? Let me double check. I don't no, want to get played, We played Portland, Utah, San Antonio, Cleveland. Portland, Utah. Like, come on. Portland, Utah. Come on, bro. That's that's chump change. San Antonio Spurs <laughs> with no Kawhi Leonard. Chump change. Then you got then you face the LeBron James Cleveland team who wasn't playing defense like that. We gotta be real. They were relying mainly. That's because on of how they built that's because of how they built the team. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But how I think you're just over overrating it a little bit and saying, Oh yeah, twenty seventeen is that much better than twenty eighteen, mainly because of what happened in the playoffs and the matchups, what they had, and they just dominated the match. I'm not saying it's that much better. I mean, I just think it's easier to say the twenty seventeen team was a better team because they went 16 and 1 in the playoffs. I say that Golden State winning team, bias, yes, winning that's bias. why people would say that. Team is bad. I, <laughs> yeah. think the, I think the Golden State team, you in guys general, are flip flopping. This is so disgusting. I'm saying, I'm saying, generally speaking, it's, it's easier to argue the team that went 16 and 1 is better than the team that didn't go 16 and 1. Like the 01 but, Lakers went 15 and 1. It's easier to say they're the best, they're one of the best teams ever than the 02 Lakers who didn't go 15 and 1. Even if you want to say they're pretty similar teams, even though there's like a few changes here and there, I think just in general, that. Golden State KD era, that's the best team that's ever played, in my opinion. Like, that's how I say it. I don't just say the 2017 Warriors. I just think that Golden State KD era was the best team that's ever been assembled, in my opinion. I don't, I don't agree. I think people just get caught up in the names and get caught up in the talent. You brought up the 2001 Lakers. I think what they did together was but, way uh, more wouldn't, wouldn't, they, wouldn't they say the same thing about the 98 Bulls? You said what? Getting caught up in the names and caught up in the talent, like... What do you mean about the? You said that the you said that the reason why Mars and people like Mars say that the the KD era Golden State team, mm-hmm. it, you know, what I mean, is is the best team is because people get caught up in the names and and the talent. I'm like yeah. they can say that about literally anything. They can say that about the '98 Bulls. It's just oh, the names okay. and the talent. No, don't get me wrong. Like, yes, the names and the talent put them on a level that's great. But I think the way that Mars is saying it's. Oh, I just think that they're the best team ever. You know, I'm no, like, I, I think the, a lot of people. The get success the puts name. them on the level. Now, that's great. But I'm, and I was gonna get to, into another point. I think the 2001 Lakers and what they did 
was way more impressive and way more difficult to do. And I think that they're a better team than the Golden State Warriors off of fit alone, off of the Kobe Shaq dynamic. They were dominating great teams. These weren't slouches. They were dominating great teams, bro. Swept the Spurs, a dynasty. They're not a dynasty. They weren't a dynasty at that point. Okay. No, okay. Bad. Okay. But you, we know what the Spurs are, especially with Tim. We know what they like, became, but they didn't. They didn't have the pieces of the dynasty yet. It was. And, Tim and see how how Dub just flipped too. He was like, "Oh, uh, you know, Spurs were chump change." You know, he said that like what, like five minutes ago, and now you're talking about. But the Spurs, the Spurs in 2017 was chump change without still... Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Are we serious? But that's still the Spurs, like you said. You know, you what? what you what you were alluding what? to, what you were alluding to was they the, didn't the lose pedigree Tim Duncan. that they have. They didn't lose Tim Duncan, so I can't sit here and say it's not chump change if Tim Tunk Duncan's there. If Tim Duncan gets hurt, then I'll say it's chump change. He didn't though. Right. What what are we headshot again, Euro? No, Els. no, no, no. Loser. You are, no, you are going like this. Loser. Bro. You are going like this. How am I'm I just going trying like to keep this? You I'm being, I I'm am keeping honest. you honest. I am honest, right? All right. Yeah, right. loser. <laughs> just, none, none of the, none of the like most key pieces of the dynasty besides Tim Duncan was on that team yet. I mean, David Robinson was there, yes, but he was done in two thousand and three. I'm talking about. But they Tony were still Parker, uh, okay. I, they weren't there. I, I may have. It's not I, these Spurs. Uh, I exaggerated. Spurs I did exaggerate it, and yes, yeah, right. you want me to be honest? I'll be honest. I did exaggerate it, but the the Spurs were still a high quality, high caliber team at that time. They dominated them. They dominated that West, and that's why, in my opinion, I think that old one Lakers team is just—it's ridiculous, bro. In my eyes, they had the twenty-first best defense in the league that year. The Spurs, the Lakers. Yeah, but I mean, you can easily. It's that. It's that, that with, with Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. The is, that the, is that the, the year? Twenty seventeen Warriors were first in offense and second in defense. Is that the just, year that they played the Nets? And no, that was the they played Iverson in the finals. I won. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that was a gentleman sweep too. Should have yeah, been was... a sweep. Yeah, but... I mean that first game was crazy. I'm not gonna lie, I watched that live. I remember it, and I was like, "Shit, Philly might take this." <laughs> 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 I was, but I was young. You know what I mean? I was super. I was a super AI guy, and then you know what he did, and just how he snatched. Uh, Tyrone Lue and stepped over him. That was crazy watching that live. It was insane. Damn. Insane. And that that's the that's the thing I hate about myself. I'm so young and I didn't get to see that live and see the talks, bro. Yo, I'm jealous. I'm not gonna lie. But, I'm jealous but, that you like, I mean, see that. But they, they, they're, they're, like those same type of games are happening now, though. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like the Kawhi Leonard, you know, um, shot that took him over oh, yeah. Philly. Like I think that's one of those one of those shots, you know what I'm saying? Like in time, you know, once the years start you know, rolling by or whatever, you're gonna have more and more appreciation for it or whatever. So, but yeah, man, we have those games now. You just gotta able be able to recognize them for the iconic moments in real time, and then just appreciate it like that. You know what I'm saying? Damn, Kawhi yo. was Kawhi was fucking. That was dope, man. That shot, but I remember watching. I, I was travels. at Buffalo. I was at Buffalo yeah, Wild Wings, but whatever. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings watching that game, bro, and we was all going crazy after that shot. That was yeah. so ridiculous, bro. Yeah. Nice W, yeah. Euro. You're coming back. Uh, Ime, you stroked. <laughs> <laughs> Ime, you stroker. <laughs> Ime, you stroker. 
not for nothing. I think the Nets might be better if they have a bunch of defenders and like two other guys who can get a bucket around KD and then with Kyrie. Mm. So I'm guessing he's he's going off the point where he's the team is better without Kyrie Irving. You guys agree? Katie, with that? Katie, the main guy, and then just have a whole bunch of solid pieces around KD. I hate that. In my opinion, Why? I think I think KD needs someone who can take like the offensive pressure off of him. In regular season, KD he's fine because it's KD. In the postseason, if KD's your lead offensive initiator, I think that's where you're going to start to see KD unravel in terms of once a team can load up on them and you have no one else who can alleviate that pressure, like a Kyrie, like a Steph Curry, like a Russell Westbrook then I think that's where you're going to see KD not in an optimal position. I don't think you can win that way. I don't know if Kyrie is the answer, but I think you need someone who's a, like a lead offensive initiator besides just KD. If you just have what? KD and a bunch of pieces like a LeBron James, I don't think that works. Would Jalen Brunson work? Yeah. I think, I, think, I think it would. I really think it would. I got to handle the ball. I think you need something better than Jalen Brunson. In my opinion, I think. Okay, so you don't believe? So you don't believe Katie can be the sole guy, number one? I mean, guy. I don't. I don't. Like think he has to have be, a secondary. I don't think he can be. I think he can be a number one, and there's no like number two level player. I don't think he can be a number one, and then have a bunch of number threes and fours around him and win. I think he needs someone who's a top fifteen level player next to him, and I don't think that's a slight on KD. I think most players need that. So I just think. Jalen Brunson wouldn't cut. I think the lowest I'd go is not this version of Chris Paul. If you had 2020 or 2021 Chris Paul next to this KD, I think that works. But that's like as the lowest of tier of player I'd go. They would have to have a better roster in general, though. If they get Chris Paul, the way that mm -hmm. he facilitates and puts people in, in positions, they just need better offensive capabilities, period. I think, I think you get... Joe Harris, if he starts playing like himself, Seth Curry, Chris Paul, KD, and Claxton out of five, I think that team has a better chance of playoff success than they do presently constructed. But not, I mean, like yeah. I said, not this washed up Chris Paul, the Chris Paul that was good. So like a year ago. I, I, I agree with Mars. I think it's extremely difficult to win a title by yourself without like a number two guy. I mean, the only really recent guys I could think of is maybe Kawhi, but that team was amazingly built um Dirk Nowitzki in 2011 that doesn't really happen like that so I think they need Kyrie Irving no matter what even if you get those pieces around him I think the best chance Hold is up. to have Kyrie Irving there are you calling Dirk's playoff run a fluke what the that fuck how did you go to that conclusion <laughs> because you said that doesn't really happen like that so you basically that, that to me that sounded like that's an anomaly and so I'm asking you are you saying that that was a like a fluke scenario. I'm not gonna lie. To... I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. I look at I look at that 2011 ring more as a choke job than Dirk Nowitzki overcoming the odds. I think Dirk Nowitzki did play well, but mm. LeBron James was not himself. LeBron James choked. LeBron James was the third leading scorer on the team. That's more of a choke job to me than Dirk Nowitzki overcoming the odds. And I just got to be real with that. I think a lot of Morris? people overrate that ring. I mean, I think, I think, I don't think, I wouldn't say it's a fluke. I don't think they were like championship favorites, but I think they deserve their title. But people do look at that ring more as the LeBron giving them a ring more than Dirk taking a ring, if that makes sense. Like people look at Kawhi's ring as, 
Kawhi got it done for Toronto. People look at the Dirk ring as LeBron handed Dirk a ring. And I think that's where the difference comes. I think they were a great team. They deserve to win. But I also think if LeBron James doesn't have maybe the worst finals performance of any superstar ever, I think the Miami Heat win. So is what it is. Is what it is. It's a choke job. Now, how are you going to ask me that? I'm a Miami Heat fan, bro. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit more biased there. So, I'm going to look at it always as a choke job. We were not ourselves. We were ass. LeBron was ass. LeBron didn't oh, want to see D-Wade win a finals MVP on his team. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact, bro. Oh, wow. my God. Stop. Everyone knows D-Wade would have won that finals MVP. LeBron wasn't letting that happen. Stop. Yeah. Nah, Mars I, with the fire I, conspiracy theory. I love I love conspiracy Mars, bro. I love it. Does LeBron James do do drugs? Do, is he on Jesus. let's not get into this combo. What? Super, super, super check from Eric Dupree. Could y'all name ten uh ten point guards all time better than Damian Lillard? I think we could pretty easily. Yeah, I agree. Are you gonna say John Stockton? Are you not gonna say John Stockton? Are you going to say John Stockton? No, that's why I asked. Are you not going to say John Stockton? Two against one. You got to answer. Oh, no. I, I got John Stockton every day. All right, then. Why you put that even out there like that? Being nasty for no reason. Because it's John Stockton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, wait. I think I think we can come up with a with a solid list of 10-point guards better than... You have Gary Payton over Dame? Gary Payton I will put over Dame. Uh, no. I mean, you you got the you got the obvious. What? Stats. See, I think Dame's better than Gary Payne. What? Mm. How? I think he plays basketball well. How? Yeah. You got off, you got Gary. Offensively, Payton. he clears him. Obviously, hundred percent. Yep. Defensively, Gary Payton clears Dame. Obviously, easily. But if I'm looking at a point guard, offense outweighs defense like 75-25 to me, and Dame is like. Is that is that just your feeling? Like, is that gut data or is that actual stats? Oh, there's no there's no stat to be like, oh, defense is way this right. little. This is just how I perceive it. There's only so much value a point guard can bring defensively, in my opinion. Gary Payton kind of maximizes that value in terms of his defense. I think he's the second best point guard defender of this modern game, second or third. And I think after Jason Kidd is one, and then Chris Paul and Gary Payton. I don't know. I'll go. Gary Jason Payton. Kidd is a better uh, defender than Gary Payton. Yes, in my opinion. What the fuck? How? I think his team defense is m much better than Gary Payne. I think on the ball, Gary Payne's a better defender, but I don't oh just view defenses. Okay, that. Which Jason Kidd are you talking about, though? Like, are you talking about the first Dallas Mavericks and like the early, Phoenix Suns? Early, early two thousands when he was. To so me, he was like he was like anchoring that Nets defense, in my opinion. Like he was somehow a point guard anchoring a defense, and I think that would make him the best point guard defender of the modern era. Oh but my I think God. Gary Payton on the ball was a better defender than Jason Kidd, but that's not what I was talking about. Why are you crediting? Why are you crediting team defense to a player when team defense is mainly like the scheme that they have? It's more of an offensive, uh, the defensive scheme. In order to be able than to the implement a talent. scheme, you have to have the capabilities to do so. It's not really that hard, Mars. If I mean, a guy, if a guy, do you if, think? Do you if, think? Do you think Kyrie Irving could play defense like Jason Kidd on a team level? No, it's not about that. Jason Kidd is not Jason. To do so. Jason Kidd. I'm and this isn't a, like I'm not trying to say Jason Kidd isn't a good defender. He's a great defender, 100. percent But mm -hmm. the way in which you're trying to credit where oh he's this great, they're both great defenders. But you're saying this guy is such a great team defender, and I'm like, bro, 
if Gary Payton, Jason Kidd, if Jason Kidd, if Gary Payton goes on that team, played defense on that team that Jason Kidd was a part of, you would say the same exact thing about Gary Payton and his defense because of the defense scheme that they, they have they, in they'd play. Still, they'd still use Gary Payton as a point of attack defender because he's so much better guarding the ball. So, no, I wouldn't. And what, and what if they didn't? And what if they didn't do that? And then he they just would, then, in my opinion, then, in, then in my opinion, they wouldn't be maximizing Gary Payton's defense. Because oh Gary Payton to me is so much better on the ball. Why would you have him off the ball just to do Jason Kidd's role? I understand. I, I I understand that. Oh my God, Mars. Oh my God. It doesn't I make sense. I don't yeah. get why you would put Jay, put Gary Payton in Jason Kidd's role just to say, oh look, he could do it too. When you're then just not maximizing what he brings defensively. A hundred percent, I could agree with you on that. But what I'm trying to help create for you is an understanding of how crazy you're sounding. You're okay. you're saying I'm what I'm saying is. Take that out of your head. Of course, we're not going to do that. We're all we're all coaches of the team. We would never do some shit like that. But what I'm saying is, if we're not have that mindset, if we tell Gary Payton to adjust to the type of role Jason Kidd is playing, he would do the same exact thing. The type of team defense that you're talking about, Gary Payton would do that same exact thing. But the reason the reason why we're giving him more responsibilities is because he's that much better of a defender. Dude, That's I what I'm trying better. to. Explain. I said he's better on the ball. I never argued that. He's better overall. All right, uh, but I disagree okay. With you. Like, what do you want me to do with that? All right, all right, all right, all right. So, but you said Gary Payton at third. So you got Jason Kidd ahead. No, of him. I said I said he's second or third. I give him second, but I think Chris Paul deserves some respect in the conversation, which is why. <laughs> oh, Mars. But I said Gary Payton second, but I just think Chris Paul deserves some respect. So I said second or third, but I think Gary Payton is second. I think Jason Kidd's one, Gary Payton two, Chris Paul three. That's what I think. I, I, the, yeah, this is crazy. I'm not trying to harp on it, but that's that's wild. What's up, J-Rob? What up, fellas? How y'all doing? Chilling, man. Yo, can you, can you fix your uh, audio real quick, bro? What's wrong with it? You can't hear me? No, I hear everything. I hear you, you hear typing. Me? I hear typing. I hear you moving. I hear you sweating. Because I, I know you're nervous right now seeing me here. Why would I be nervous to you, Dub? I know you always nervous when you see me, bro. Don't act like you don't. Come on, Dub. Bro. I don't think anybody's nervous to you, bro. You have a uh, Napoleon. Nobody's nervous about the guy with the Napoleon complex. Wow, <laughs> Napoleon complex. <laughs> no, yo, be real, be real. Do do I do I seem as a guy that has that? Honestly, yeah, of like, course, really? yeah. Every, really, every sh most short guys do, though, bro. Most short guys do. It's not a. It's really not a problem. But most short guys, they got a Napoleon complex. I mean, wow. Bama. Bama don't have a Napoleon complex? No, he's OD. I don't have that. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't have that at all, though, bro. Nah, not to that level. But, yeah, you got it a little bit. A little bit. I'll say I have it a little bit. It comes out every now and then. But what's up with you, bro? I'm you good, got... man. What? What? Oh, y'all getting my dad mad. He's saying I ain't got it. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, he lives with me, you feel me? So he knows it, you know? <laughs> you want to argue with wanna... him, Euro? I, no, I was about to say something, but I was like, yeah, no, let me let me let me not stir up the congregation. <laughs> <laughs> got you, got you. All right, so we're gonna get into uh what's been happening uh recently new in recent news, man. Uh What's it called? The San Antonio Spurs beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, uh, oh my God, who's that guy that's been balling on the Bucks recently? I forget his name. Uh, Javon Carter. Javon Carter. Javon Carter has been balling, bro. Mm -hmm. So I, I gotta, yeah. I gotta ask you guys this question. I got a pop quiz question for you, Dub. What university did Javon Carter go to? Don't, I don't yours. 
He went, he to, went to West Virginia. He went to West Virginia. Mm. He was really good. He was really good there. My bad. Go ahead. No, nah, you good. But I, I, what I really want to ask you guys is, do you guys think that this is sustainable? Do you think this is just more of a product of he's just getting all these numbers just because of the situation he's a part of? Or do you think that he could be have uh, sustained this for an extended period of time? Yeah, Giannis didn't play. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's not sustainable. It's not going to sustain I mean, they're not yeah, asking yeah. him to sustain that. Let, let's exactly, just get that exactly. out the way. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. yeah. Yanis doesn't play like you get more. Uh, but I think, so, I think this yeah. is just another reason for me to be more comfortable in saying that the Bucks are going to win it or at least make it to the finals is because if they have role players like that, right, who can very easily and confidently step into like to fill a void. Mm-hmm. Um, and do so efficiently, man. What more? What more can you ask for? What more do you want? The guy steps up when he when he when his number is called, and then when Giannis is back, when everything you know else is back to normal, whatever, he has no problems and no ego stepping back into his role again. Everybody contributes in their way, and they re- realize and recognize that they will not win unless everybody plays their part to perfection. I think that's what he's doing, even if he needs to be flexible in doing so. So I I really I really like that. Yeah, I mean that that bench unit is pretty good. I mean I'm just comparing them to the Warriors bench unit, so they look great. But I don't think Javon Carr is like the reason or why they're going to be more successful. I think he's a good player, good piece, good defensively. Had a lot more scoring ability than I knew, based on 36 and I think 12 he had against OKC. I didn't watch the game, but. I believe he's better than maybe I thought. But I think you still got to look at Drew Holiday to be a bit more consistent scoring the ball. Um, I still need to wait for Chris Middleton to be back because I still don't like the way the Bucks' offense looks with Giannis. I, st- I think their defense has been great. I still think the offense is a bit weird, but I'm going to wait for Chris Middleton to be back before I have a full opinion on Coach Bud and how he's using Giannis again. And look at their record, and you have all of these issues with their offense and stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, again, you know what I mean? Like, I'm super comfortable with where they're at right now, even with all the, you know, early season shortcomings. Their defense has been great. Brooke Lopez is probably going to make an all-defensive team this year, based on how it's looking. So, respect to him. Hmm. Now, yeah. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because, you know, typically when you have a guy, you know, to Dub's point, like, do you think it's, you know, sustainable what Carter is doing and everything like that? Um, typically, when we see somebody having a breakout year, especially like a role player or whatever, right, and with all of these crazy contracts being thrown around, do you think it's going to be one of those scenarios that's like, oh, you know what? Now everybody's paying t- paying attention to me. I am actually getting the opportunity to go to like, a, let's say, a smaller market, a less competitive team, get the bag, and actually be. They will try me as the guy, or at least the second uh, second guy, um, and kind of break up the group like that. And then that'll be the end of of whatever the Bucks could do long term, because it's just you know that recipe that they had, you know, the con- the construction of the team was so perfect across the board that it's going to be more difficult to find somebody like that to, you know, play the role, not just by ability, but also I mentioned ego, you know, when it comes to all of that stuff. Do you think, uh, what's the likelihood of that happening? Um, with Javon Carter or just anyone on the team in particular? Javon Carter, let's just say him because he's the one that actually like stepped up and 
you know, scoring all these points now and garnering all this attention? Um, I mean, from what I've seen of Javon Carter, he hasn't struck me as someone who kind of like views the game in terms of, I don't think, I mean, obviously you want to get, get your money, but I don't think he's someone who's looking to play his way into a lucrative contract, in my opinion. I think he's playing to win and whatever comes from the winning will get him paid whether it's on the box or elsewhere. Because right now, I think he's on a minimum. So I think whatever he's playing him way, his way into a like a long-term deal, but I don't think he's trying to play his way to like four years, 30 million or something like that. I just think he wants, from my perspective, I think he just wants more sort of security in terms of long-term. But I think that could come with the box because he's not, I don't think he's going to command a high... Um, High salary, high salary. I don't think he's gonna command that. I think he showed on the but on the nets um, last year that he was a valuable piece. Then he got moved to the Bucks, and I think now he might like a Gary Payton the second for us last year. He's now got a three year twenty seven in Portland. I think Javon Carter could be looking at that as like the blueprint, but I don't think he's playing for that more than he's playing for the team. If that makes sense. I don't think it will break up anything more than he knows what's at stake for him long term, and he wants to play his best for that rather than him trying to just play his way into some stats and get paid. I think that made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I stemmed away from a topic that I, I forgot that we was on. That's my bad. Elhos, you can put Elhos in the chat. That's on me. Nah, uh, the 10 PGs better than Dan. We do have to get back on track with that. Uh, we got a uh, sidetrack with Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. And Jason Kidd. So, what, who are the ten PGs better than Damian Lillard? Um, are we are we leaving off like Oscar Robertson? A hundred percent. You well, always well, ask well, that well, question. <clears throat> Why would we? I mean, because Dub is an anti sixties, and I I don't feel like debating about Oscar Robertson. So I don't care about leaving him on or off. So, but he so three point line and beyond. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're doing. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. So, um, we all agree with Magic. Right. Yes. Steph. Yes. Chris Paul. Yes. Jason Kidd. Yes. Um, Steve Nash. Yes. Russell Westbrook. Yes. John Stockton. Yes. Um, that's seven. Um, and Lillard. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Yes. Um, that's eight. Somebody said Chauncey Billups. I don't know Wait, about is that. This, you said nah, this um, guys better than Damian Lillard. Yeah, yeah. better than Dame. Gary Payton. I mean, yeah, Gary Payton. That would be that would be eight or nine. I think you're starting to get real debatable right now, in my opinion. All right, so you got we got Chris Paul, we got Magic, we got uh, you said Gary Payton, Jason Kidd, uh, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas, Steve Nash. After that, someone said Luca. Luca, I would say Luca's. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. This is probably nasty, but like, I'd I'd rather have Damian Lillard than Russell Westbrook, and I'd rather have Damian Lillard than Jason Kidd, and I don't think Steve Nash is better than Damian Lillard. Either. Rather have so, J- Damian Lillard I than mean, Jason to Kidd. To me, they're to me they're just not like these are your ten point guards better, but to me it's not all like. For me personally, this is my personal opinion. You know, like I just don't feel the same way. Like I'd rather have Damian and a few other of those guys. You know, like I, 
I think about his situation in his career, but I think he's a phenomenal player, and I do think some of those guys to me just aren't better than him, like, clearly. Jason Kidd. I like Jason Kidd. No, I don't think Jason Kidd is whack at all, but I'm just not – I I like Damian Lillard. I'm a personal fan of his game, so – You like him scoring. And Jason Kidd doesn't score like that. And people no, are always Jason trying to Kidd diminish him with Jason the, you know, Kidd with the like ba- with the Jason Kidd triple double, like the baby triple doubles, especially in this day and age, where like we see a triple who like last night just dropped like a 40 point triple double. Was that Luca? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so we see that, and then all of a sudden, you know, it makes it look like whatever Jason Kidd was doing with his like 13, 15, and 11 or whatever, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? No, I love, but I come like on, Jason man. Kidd, but I got a lot of respect for Damian Lillard. Maybe it's just like just personal bias, you know? Like maybe it's obviously I can't compare the careers because I think Jason Kidd's career and success has been better than Dame's. But I just, I really do enjoy Dame the player. And I do think if given different circumstances and maybe a better arsenal around him, I think, you know, we'll be talking about him in a different light. Is, is, are, are you we doing, serious? Are we doing are this you, as who's a better player or who's, like, longevity involved, if that makes sense? Or is it just uh, who was better at basketball? Well, well, Damian Lillard is still in his career, so if we're going to mm-hmm. do the longevity, we just have to do what we have. Me, personally, I'm going with, like, a prime thing. How good yeah, would if it's that? Prime? If it's that, then I'm okay with Luca. If it's not, I mean, he's been what three years. I can't put Luca's three years over Dame's whole career. That makes sense. A hundred percent. But how do you know that Luca's in his prime, though? I mean, I I don't. But what? I can't, proje- I can't project him. No, I'm saying it's like because because if you if we're going off of the prime or whatever, and he's only been in his like how many years in the league or whatever, like look how long it takes for guys to actually reach that prime. I mean, and you can only go based level. on the so best you've you seen them so far. Right, right. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not I mean, the, be- I the think... best you've been is your prime until it's no longer until you've got better. I mean, Luca could be this. This is his prime okay. now. He gets better next year. If you're looking at it like that, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I think LeBron James. I think he entered his. I'm talking about prime. It's not an age thing for me. It's more like how good were you on this high caliber level and how long did you sustain that? LeBron James. I think his second or third year, he's been in his prime ever since then. Luka Doncic. I think it's the same shit. His second, third year, this is his prime. He can improve with his shooting, his three-point shooting and free throw shooting, and I don't see anything else he, he can improve on his game at all. Playing maybe IQ. Yeah, maybe playing off-ball IQ. That's it, though. I don't see any other dramatic increases he can make in this game. So I'm thinking he's in his prime now. This is his prime, 100%. If we're going purely peak, I got Dame over John Stockton, but... I got Luca. I got Luca over John Stockton. Stop so playing with me, bro. If we're going purely peak and not longevity, I'm, I've got those guys over John Stockton. Like John Stockton's really ass, bro. Like he's so really. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, I'm, 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 I, see, I, I know. I don't. I don't think that. But I think those guys peak. Stop it. Stop. My bad. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's not even do that. Yeah, let's not talk about John Stockton. But I do think those guys peak higher than John Stockton. The reason I have him. John Stockton over them is because of the longevity, which is what I thought we were doing. But if we're going strictly peak, Dame's in my top 10. Did we hit 10 yet? Did we hit 10 point guards already? No, I wanted to say Penny Hardaway, but I didn't know how you guys would react. I wanted to say, I I wanted to hear you guys' opinion on Tony Parker, for real. Mm, I think Tony Tony Parker is very underrated. I agree. I definitely agree with that. I think, I think around the rim, I think, I said this in the Discord, I think he's the best point guard around the rim. Who? I've ever seen Tony Parker, Tony in Parker. my opinion. 
People Steph, say Kyrie. No, no people say no. Steph. I think Tony Kyrie Parker. Kyrie Irving up. over Kyrie Irving. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. You said that nah. he's better at attacking the rim. Better no, 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 better, better, around, better, better around, around the rim, finishing Kyrie around the rim. Irving. Steph I mean, is, Ky- has a higher. Kyrie, Kyrie correct me if I'm wrong, but Steph has better numbers. Like, let's say, like five feet and in. Um. I don't know if that's true. Because yeah, because Steph, there, a couple of years. Say, yeah, that might be true. But then I also got a factor in the fact that rim, in the mid-2000s, the, the average percentage around the rim was also lower than it is now. Mm-hmm. So then I'd have to like see what the average is in the league in like 2006 versus 2020. And then if Steph is like 65% around the rim. But that's just, I, I'm not, totally I'm not excusing that. Nah. I'm not excusing that because now you're trying to compare mm. errors. Like that's how, that's how I would do it. Um, I don't know. If, yeah, but I, Tony I, I, was, I understand. I understand. Tony but that... was routinely around like 70% at the rim. And he's playing in an era where there's like two bigs in the lane. Right. Plus so that's what I'm saying. It's like Steph as well. So I'm like, I'm taking him over Steph pretty easily around the rim. He also had a lot of big bodies. Those two centers that you're saying that he has to finish over, he has those same two centers on his team setting screens for him to get into the paint also. And Steph doesn't have that. I mean, he has all the illegal screens he wants. Yeah, but they only clear him. <laughs> they, only, they only free him up on the, on the perimeter because Steph that's how a, they Steph run gets it. A bunch, Steph gets a bunch of backdoor cuts because people want to overplay his free. Tony Parker doesn't have that. Okay, now, but now overplaying has nothing to do with illegal screening now. So now you yeah, you but I'm saying he's getting, he's getting easier looks at the rim. No, he's fact. Yeah, for sure. He's but fact, what I'm saying he's is fact bending. That's what he's doing. He's <laughs> I, think, I, think to, I think Tony Parker. I think Tony Parker. A he gets to the rim more than Steph. I think yes. like, the volume is much higher. I, I'm not disagree with if nothing the percentage you're leans towards Steph. I don't think it's by much. Plus, I think it's a harder era to finish in. So I'm going to take Tony Parker. I think Kyrie is closer in terms of volume. The efficiency is to me Tony Parker easily. People like to buy into the. Kyrie, because he's got the touch, he's got the English around the rim. Mm-hmm. Tony Parker, to me, just made more. Yeah. Took Tony more. Parker's float game was crazy because he was the only one that I've ever seen that go, like, full speed. Like, he was sprinting at the rim and, like, you know, just shoot that little teardrop thing or whatever that he did. It was like a half floater, half a push shot or whatever. And it was just cash every time. And it always fell in so soft. His touch was crazy. I think yeah, yeah I, that maybe that that was that's my hot take. I guess that's just nasty, man. I, mean, I, I actually nasty. respect that's it nasty. a lot. I, I like I, it. I, yeah, I can see. A bad I, take, but nasty. So I think, Tony I think Parker Kyrie's finishing gets over. I think. I think. I think the one thing too that like what we do get lost in is like I think Kyrie. I think a lot of Tony Parker's game was about him getting being able to get to the rim and be able to uh, make contact and. Uh, be versatile around the rim, but I gotta say Kyrie is by far the most, the greatest finisher at the point guard position I've ever seen, and I think that may get misconstrued because he's also a better shooter than Tony Parker is, so he, if you think of in terms of at the rim versus not at the rim, Tony Parker in his career probably was at the rim more because I do think Kyrie was a better perimeter player than Tony Parker was, or still is. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, but, but we're not. I'm but, not willing to give that. But we're, nobody is saying that Tony Parker's over Kyrie. I don't think. Yeah, no one's saying Tony Parker's no, about player than Kyrie. That. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the reason why, you know, some you could say Tony Parker was better around the rim than Kyrie, especially if you look at maybe the numbers. But I don't. I do not think it is close when who is a better being able to finish at the rim, especially for two small guards. Do, do Both you were think, phenomenal, but I think Kyrie was just. 
it's a different animal when it comes to. Do you, you feel know? that way? Do you feel that way mainly because Kyrie Irving could probably do a lot more? Because me personally, I kind of feel I, I kind of relate to Mars because when I'm talking about like Allen Iverson, mm-hmm. like I, I, you could say overrate. I guess I overrate his finishing ability because of how difficult it was for him to finish at the rim yeah, than a Kyrie Irving in his era. Him being the only guy, so I, me personally, I, I'm a guy. I would take Allen Iverson going to the rim more times than Kyrie Irving because I just think he could just get it done better. As so, do you feel do you uh feel this way about Kyrie Irving because of his versatility, or like where's your head with that? I mean, maybe it might be the versatility. I can't. I mean, I can't sit here and deny that. Obviously, um, but I just think there's just I just personally feel like there's just nobody better at the end than Kyrie. Like I haven't seen anything visually, and I watch both of them play. Like I just visually don't think. I think Kyrie's on another level when it comes to that. Like I just do. But I'm not mad at the Tony Parker. Um, you know, if you pick Tony Parker, I'm not mad at it at all. But Kyrie also, in his defense, though, you could say the era was different because it was more physical. But I will say the bigs in today's era are more athletic. And he's finishing around those guys with ease. Nah, that's nah, a difference that's from a going fact. up against that's those seven-footers in a clog paint, bro. bro. It's still a different and, level. And some, you know I mean, during the era where they were allowed to, you know, body check you in the air, too. Saying, bro. I, I what think is, what I is think John it's Moran easier to finish. What does John Moran have to do to get into this conversation? You love John Moran. I'm seen as a John Moran hater. Really, Tony Parker know. weren't high flyers, aren't high flyers. You know, like they're not dunking over people. So that's why I feel like there's what we're talking about and adding John Moran don't really make sense. But Duncan is still finishing at the rim, right? Yeah, but I think Tony Parker and Kyrie are like kind of the same category, you know? Like you wouldn't think of John Morant and Kyrie Irving as the same way and how they finish around. They don't finish the same way. It doesn't way, matter if you shoot a layup, a floater, or a dunk. Room. Like a bucket is a bucket. Yeah, but I'm saying we're comparing Kyrie Irving and Tony Parker. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I'm talking about the styles are similar. No, I think Mars Mars, I'm, I'm you, you, you meant that, you saying, that question in the sense of, of like point guards. Yeah, I'm talking about in terms of finishing oh at the no rim. no, ja, I don't I mean I don't know, man. I don't like that he's like going for the dunk all the time, even when it's not. Uh, probably not the best, you know, form of attack. And then he like misses the dunks sometimes and stuff. I mean, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like he takes too much risk when it comes to that. When you know, I think that he could take like another half step or whatever, and then just go mm-hmm. body to body, you know, create some contact and maybe even get an one off of that. Even if he misses and gets a, you know, draws the foul, that's two at the line. Um, and when we're talking about efficiency, obviously, you know, that missed layup that he, you know, that he just missed, um, based off of the contact, based off of the foul, that doesn't tally up, you know what I mean? In, in the overall total. So I don't know. I, he's, but he's young. He's a young player. You know, I don't, I think, I think he will fine tune that he will get better easily. I agree. Quickly. I just, I just think a point guard leads in the league and points in the paint probably can get into this conversation. And that's what John Morant did. So that's why I brought him up. Got you, got you. Eric Dupree with the super chat. I got into a debate with someone who had Kobe as the best passer at the shooting guard position because he has the most assists of any shooting guard. Does he have a point? I think there's a case to be made for Kobe being the best passing shooting guard if you don't think James Harden's a shooting guard. I don't think that's the way to make the point. If that's your argument, I think that's a dumb argument. 
but I do think you could make the claim he's the best passing two guard based on how you think James Harden plays. But I wouldn't base it off of assists, but that's just me. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can answer that question because I don't think I've ever paid attention to Kobe's passing with that in mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, as, I, I don't – because my, cause, cause my, cause my thing is, like, was Kobe a willing passer, yes or no? Because I think that factors in. Now, that that's opinion-based, 100%. You know what I'm saying? Because some people can just be like, yeah, I don't really care if he's willing to pass. The times that he does pass, it's on point. You know what I mean? He gets his guys easy buckets or whatever, or he's within the flow of the offense. He's impactful in that way. You know, that, that should suffice in order for you to, you know, call him the greatest passer or not the greatest passer at the shooting guard position or whatever. I just don't – like I said, I've never really paid attention to Kobe's passing when it comes to that, so – I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat with uh, Euro. Like, I personally think Kobe was a great playmaker, but I guess I'm thinking that's just a passer. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I would say that. Cause I, I kind of think I'm more, I think I'm more on the side of James Harden when it comes to that question. So, I agree. I think James Harden, I think James Harden should be undeniably everyone's goat, goat passing shooting guard of all time. Uh, but if we're not ranking him, I think Kobe and Dwayne Wade have a good conversation to be, you know, second or third. I think Kobe was an amazing Dwayne, I would actually put Dwayne Wade as a passer over Kobe, and I'd probably put Kobe right there next after. And I'm not so, mad at so it. So Kobe, like, Kobe was a better passer than Jordan, like unanimously. Oh, shit. Fuck. That's, That's tough, one. actually. I, again, I can't answer that because the she's same thing that applies to Kobe is the same thing that applies to MJ for me. Mm-hmm. See, the, mm-hmm. the thing with Kobe and MJ, and I think the issue is it for me is like, were they willing playmakers? Yes. They were willing to make plays, but they were killers first. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think we look at like James and James Harden and D Wade. Like, yes, they were also high, great scorers, but they were like, legitimate able to like be passing think about getting their teams involved like jordan and kobe if they wanted if they wanted to get 60 and not have to pass nobody they'll do that if they could do that to win the game you know i don't know i'm also looking at the triangle to be fair because if you put you know james harden in that same scenario he might be much much better passer than you know what he is currently or what the perception of him is currently and so if you take kobe out of a triangle yeah, cause you know it's all focused on on that person. You know what I'm saying? It's easy. It's easy to make the like the way the you know the the offense moves or whatever. It's very easy to make the right pass out of the triangle, in my opinion. You know what I'm I, saying? I, I see your point, but the thing with the triangle is more of a team dynamic. Him and the roles in which he's a part of, he's more in control of the ball. Uh, with the Mike D'Antoni offenses, he's able to do. He's he's literally the whole entire offense in more cases. I, I think if he's in the triangle. He's not going to be having the ball as much, so we wouldn't look at him and this passing ability in the same but, light. And what I'm saying though is that the way that you're forced to pass out of a triangle versus what James Harden is doing right now, I think is the uh, is safer passes. You know what I mean? It's more structured than like a like a motion offense, like a, or you know what I mean, like wh- whatever they're running. You see what I'm saying? So it's like I think the margin of error is a lot greater. And so like you tell, it's the same thing with Mars. What what point were you making about? Um, um, when it comes to assists, right? You coming off a screen, like making the pass that is an easier. Pa- you said something about like easier passes, how they're more valuable 
um, as opposed to making – Making a more remember. different – Oh, he the way he values passing. he The, the pass that gets the job done. He cares more about the pass getting the job done. No, no, it was a it was your turnover take. Right? It was your turnover yeah. take. Like you were oh, willing okay. to take a turnover, you know what I mean, based off of like the if difficulty was, of if, the pass yeah. type of shit. To some degree, yeah. Kind of. So, you know what I mean? It goes along those lines, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that I agree with that, you know, but I'm saying that in terms of what I'm talking about right now, that James Harden and the passes that he's making, he would have an easier time if he was in a triangle with that. And so I think... I'm considering that. You know what I'm saying? Some people would say MJ's best passing years was with Doug Collins. And that's my point, though. That's my point, because you just have to see much more versatility and creativity. And that's what people are looking at, right? Because if you just make the straight, you know, line, like the A to B pass or whatever, that is not, like, difficult to make because the guy is open. No, Everybody's like, yo, anybody can make that pass. Wait, 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 wait. You're, you're Someone saying... said Manu Ginobili, by the way. Manu Ginobili is a better pass than Kobe. Carry on. Sorry. Yeah, that's actually a good take. Uh, Euro, um, what you're saying is... What you're saying, and like, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to misunderstand you. Go ahead. What you're saying is, in the triangle offense, because the job is getting done, you would value that passing more than James Harden in the Mike D'Antoni offense and the creativity of it. You're just valuing more because you think the job. No, is I, you can't. You can't make a blanket statement like that because the job, getting the job done, means you have to win. Oh, and so you can Christ. you can run you can run a triangle offense and not win. Uh, but that's the point. Take the take the championship out of the equation. It's just about him generating passes to shots, shots being made. That's uh, what we, we don't about. even have to talk triangle. We, we just what I'm saying is like there are players that are, you know, that look a certain way in a particular coach's offense and then they get traded and they're with a different team and it's a better fit for him. And then he all of a sudden, you know, did nothing different. You know what I'm saying? Just his ability, what he's able to do, how he's, you know, being used as a tool functioning within the system. You know what I'm saying? He just is able to elevate his game. That's what I'm saying. And so I think that James Harden, we don't know because the triangle offense, the what Kobe and MJ were benefiting off of, right, was much different than whatever James Harden is doing. We can compare James Harden to, let's say, somebody like Steve Nash, for example, right, because that's the same system. The same way we could compare Jordan and Kobe because that's the same system. That's a much easier comparison as I hate like this. I hate this way of thinking, bro. I hate this why? way of thinking. Because it's the same thing, it's the I, same I concept as the eras. Thinking, bro. It's the same yeah, no, concept as the no, eras. Son. Yes. Because you got a guy who's extremely talented in the situation he's a part of. I don't think us having to look at their systems ha- is should even be a part of the equation. Huh? In all in all honesty. We're just oh, strictly for sure, looking at for sure is. For sure is because you can be let, let's just let, let me put it like this, man. If you are if you're a wing player, right? And let's just say you are in and out of the NBA, right? You play overseas and you play in the NBA. If you are a wing player and you play overseas and they run that bullshit horde shit, you know what I'm saying? You're not getting no touches, sticking like standing in that corner. Your game is completely different. That's fine. Like, if you, you want to talk you about have to touches, account- if you want to talk about touches, I can agree with you to an extent with that. But we're talking about the way and they're passing the ball. Bro, I, I don't think a system has to matter in this situation. It I does. think him, I think, I think you have in different systems. Thank you, Mars. 
yes you play a five uh, out that's different to play but the thing triangle. but the thing about in the triangle is more of a team dynamic so nobody's going to be looking at james harden the way that they look at him now if he's playing in that system at all nobody is he's no, not going to be generating him, eight or nine assists a passer, aren't you? you know people if james harden played in the triangle his whole career people wouldn't be viewing him in my opinion as like the clear-cut best passing shooting guard simply because he'd be a working off the ball a lot more and b the passing reads would be much different and the assist mm -hmm. numbers would be lower that's, exactly. that's the point you're making so you're saying the system matters in terms of how we view these players ah uh, <laughs> the way but the way the way you're was using it and the way i'm understanding it is two different I feel things as if, yeah yeah <laughs> No, bro. I think you just, bro. I think you're, it feels bro, as if you you're trying that? to negate him. The I think way you're, you're saying it him, and the way I'm understanding it, it's two different things. Nah, bro. It's just I don't. Mars just, I mean, uh, Dub just listens to me and then he just makes up some other shit in his mind. That's <laughs> no, what bro, no, I've been bro, telling you, bro. No, I've been no, telling no, you. No, no, bro. I ain't gonna lie, no, Mars. Bro. I mean, Dub, you dare do that. Ah, fuck out of here, man. Travel, travel, <laughs> super chat. Y'all remember when Jordan? <laughs> Y'all remember when Jordan played point guard for 11 games, average a triple-double. Jordan slash Harden, best passing shooting guards. I think Manu Ginobili is better than Jordan. Possibly. 11 games is enough sample size for you? And I think, yeah, I think Manu Ginobili is better passing. I mean, Lowe said LeBron's not top 20 based on 12 games, so it happens. So fuck it. Let's do it. We're going to run with this logic? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not with it. Uh, I, think, I think Jordan averaged eight assists that, that year anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, that, that 11 games, that's kind of tough to make him the best passing two guard after an 11-game stretch. Got you, got you. Jason Tatum's been on a tear recently, bro. Uh, I think mm -hmm. uh, against Denver, he had 34. Let me double-check the numbers real quick. 30, 32, actually, because I cashed on 32. I think it was 32. Against the Nuggets? Uh, yeah, 32. Or 34. He had 34, 5, and 8. Oh, okay. Uh, he's playing at an MVP level, bro. Uh, the Boston Celtics are winning. They're nine and three right now. Uh, do you guys think that Jason Tatum will be able to sustain this? Uh, do you think there's more to come? And where do you think that will rank Jason Tatum at the end of the season if he continues this? I'm not looking at his his numbers. I'm just looking at how he moves. I think what we're seeing is him like stepping up, you know, a level, like taking taking it up a notch. Remember when I think it might have been last season, and I was saying it's like. The, he kind of has that same like look and feel of a Trace McGrady, where it's like the way that he moves is a little bit like it feels like it's nonchalant. And I, he like what I said was, for me, he chills too much. Like I think he can like turn it up a little bit, and then we'll see what happens or whatever. I think right now because he took that L in the finals, he has a bigger chip on his shoulder, and I don't see that chill like that no more. You know what I mean on the court. And it translates to the numbers. It translates to if they go up, they go up. If they go down, they go down. I'm just saying that he has, he plays with a little bit more urgency that I felt like he could always play with. And I'm happy to see that. So, yeah, man. I think, the biggest, I think the biggest jump he's taken is at the rim. I mean, he's finishing much better at the rim. I think he's gotten stronger. Because last year, my biggest problem was with him was, A, the settling for jump shots. And, B, when he gets to the rim, it's not the finishing was very inconsistent this year i think he's finishing much better i also think um he's not taken as many forced frees he's still taking a lot of them but he's not taking as many forced ones i think the playmaking's taken another extra jump i still think he has room to grow there but um the mid-range game like for me is weird with jason Tatum because you can see he has the moves in his arsenal 
But mm-hmm. in terms of just it being a viable option, I don't think he makes it consistently enough for it to be like I think it's good to have it in your in your bag because being able to score from all three levels is harder for the defense to take everything away from you. But I think that's the last piece of his game that like needs to elevate to before I start putting him in like the top three conversations. I think now, but if he sustains sustains this, like I think he will. I think most people have him like borderline top five. But I think if he takes that little jump in terms of the mid-range game and the playmaking, I think that's where the top three starts to open up. But I think now you're looking at him in the tier of, for me, like a Kevin Durant, um, a Joel Embiid. Kawhi doesn't play, so not Kawhi. Right now? So you're saying today? That's the that's the Yeah, today that's right the, to the tier he's in. Because I think most people had like the same top eight guys, like Yanis, Steph, Jokic, Kawhi, Embiid, um, mm-hmm. LeBron, KD, KD. and someone I'm yeah, someone Luka. I missed. Isn't he like fourth in the MVP ladder right now? In the most recent I, 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 he might be. But I think that's the tier he's getting himself into now. Take Kawhi out, rotate him in there, and he's in like that six to eight range. What do um, you attribute this jump to? Um the final yeah, Um I, I think, think maybe that might have motivated him, maybe, but I think just the work he's putting in to get stronger, finish around the rim better. I think also getting more I think him working with Yudoka last year and just elevating that defensive game, making him a, like a viable two-way player, I think that's also helped him. But I also think just the piece, the pieces around him, like a Malcolm Brogdon, even a Marcus Smart, you have players who can take a facilitating or playmaking role away from him. Yeah. His scoring efficiency is like through the roof now. So I think him getting easier options for him, run for him, and also him being able to finish at the rim has just helped him take that jump. And I think this is sustainable. So I think Jason Tatum's taken, finally taken that leap. He all knew he could. And now he's jumping into that top five territory. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think it was the finals loss. I think I agree with you. I do think there was a lot of times the season before where you thought, you know, Jason Tatum clearly is supposed to be the guy. But I do think that that gear finally kind of got turned on. And I think he's out there playing with like a, supreme confidence that's like i have to be a guy i'm better than you and you know attribute that i do want to attribute some of that to Emi Adoka because being a two-way player is one of the biggest things i think in his jump as a player um ultimately i think the Celtics go as far as he can carry them you know i i really love the the leap he's made in his game but i, I attribute this increase really to that finals loss i think losing in those big moments they humble you but they also either decide to make you better or you fold under it. And I think Jason Tatum is right now thriving after that adversity. And I think he's trying to prove, you know, that he wants to get back there again. Like, I think he's playing with a real desire right now. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think a lot of people are going to change their opinion about uh, Jason Tatum and where we view him at the end of the season. I'm, I'm thinking about in the top five, top three realm. That's, that's the trajectory in which he's a part of. And... Honestly, like J-Rob, I think you got it on the money. I think the Boston Celtics are going to go back to the finals. I think Adam Malcolm Brogdon helped their team dramatically. Them lighten the fuse. They lighten the yeah. fuse in them, making them the force the corrections, for, of, uh, forcing them to correct the mistakes in which they was doing. And I think they're a better team because of that. It's learning curves. You know, it happens. And I really think this team is – I really think they can win the chip this year, bro. I don't see no. any other team besides ball, uh, Milwaukee beating them. No, without without question, and I, and I will say this, you know, Mars, you have mentioned like the tier he's in, and I and I have to be honest, like 
you know, I've debated about how I felt about Joel Embiid and, and Jokic, but, you know, I've kind of fell off a little bit of how I feel personally about Joel Embiid as a player. I don't know if his motor's that great, and I'd honestly take Jason Tatum over him right now. Like, I, I don't – I'm actually starting to be kind of low on my stock with him. So, I think Tatum is a little further ahead than we think. I mean, yeah, you can't really argue with that based on how they both started the season. I think Joel Embiid's not in great shape right now so i don't want to over yeah i don't want to overreact on like 12 games as of today i think jason team has been playing at a top five level but i need to see guys like joel Embiid, even lebron james how they look when i think they're in great shape fully healthy and then i can start reevaluating completely but i think he's in that realm like five through eight six through eight but i think it's hard to so my only thing though is like it's been 12 games mars and i'm not saying i don't know how long it's going to take joel Embiid to get into the swing of things I could definitely understand your point about uh, LeBron. He's been on this a tear is, recently. But this is like a constant thing with Embiid. You know, I don't really know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What's a constant thing with Embiid? I do Starting think it's like, the, I think it's like, you know, they, they always got to like rev his engine throughout the year. You know, he'll have his good games. He'll have his good games. I'm not saying he's not a productive player. But I do mm-hmm. think at times he does show, you know, a lack of a motor at times. And I do think it's I think that's how, that... always in shape. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. He's just not in shape. I mean, he's coming to the season not fully healthy. He had that foot problem. So that does kind of um, like limit what you are able to do in the offseason in terms of working out, staying in shape. So I do want to give him some sort of benefit of the doubt. I also, James Harden is not there. So now he's carrying a heavier burden than I think he should be. So I don't want to, I'm going to give us a bit more time. But Jason Tatum definitely elevated himself into that bracket. And Kawhi yeah. can get get lost. And, and do you guys think that the Boston Celtics are going to go to the championship? Possibly win it. I got to see the Bucks with Middleton back. I'm not going to lie to you because at the end of the day, as much as I love Tatum and what the Celtics are doing, I still think the best on the planet is is the Greek Freak. And I do think with Middleton back, it, you just don't know what that team is. And so I, I don't want to rule. I don't not want to rule out the. The Bucks, even though I'm not high on Bud, I do not think the head coach is really everybody hates guys. that guy, man. I don't Why? think he's gonna Mars, this is your fault. Mars, that's no, your it's fault. It's not Mars's fault. It's actually not Mars's fault. <laughs> no, I, Mars started this. Mars started no, this. I actually, Mars, actually, Mars, actually, today was the first time I've ever heard you say that uh, anything about Coach Bud. So I just want you to know, like, I'm with you there 100%. I think Bud is really benefited on the fact that he's had the most dominant force in the NBA. I'm not saying he can't coach, but I don't think he's that great. So I will see. You know, we'll see. But I'm, I'm still, I'm not going to just go pitch my wagon to the, to the Celtics and say they're going. I, I still got to see what Middleton and the, and the Milwaukee Bucks are going to look like. I think it's between those two teams, though. I, I was wrong about Philly. So I think it's between those two teams. I think in the West, the West is so much more up in the air. I don't know who's going to come out of the West at this point. Fact, so Utah, baby. But, <laughs> they, they just lost. No, the, they just lost the Washington. Can't beat everybody, boys. War is like three and seven right now. Let's not five and seven. Don't disrespect us. We start playing James Wise when we start winning some games. So. Oh, what's this <laughs> we talk? They, yeah, yeah. They, they stop playing. They They stop playing James Wise. Say we, Mars. Ah, you a proud rocket. You know, oh, wow. You're not rocking with um. You're not rocking with uh, James Wiseman. Absolutely not. Yeah, we're not. We're not rehashing this. 
Yeah, I just, I just, just we, we, let me know. We, it's a coincidence that James Wiseman stopped playing and the Warriors started winning games. Coincidence. N- nothing to do with the fact that he's trash. <laughs> nothing at all. No yeah. Wiseman slander, please. Nasty it's not. It's not slander. I mean, no, I'm not. Going, I'm not going to slander Wiseman, but I'm not going to sit here and act like it's been. It's been the uh, the year that we thought it was going to be. At this it's time. been the year after it was going to be. For him? Yes. <laughs> not good enough to play. I said that. So um, yeah, I mean, but on to, on to, on to the Warriors. I'll I'll, I'll I'll move us on dub. Um, Steph Curry's been like an MVP candidate. So um, facts. Steve Kerr said something about this is the best Steph's ever been, and I just wanted to know if you guys agreed with that or not. I agree. I agree that I, I me personally, I think, and the thing that makes him so much better than a prime Steph Curry is the defense. I think he's a better defender now than he was back then. And, you know, along with the offensive load, he can provide some value on the defensive side of things. So me and my personal opinion, I think this is the best version of Steph Curry I've ever seen. This is Steph Curry I can respect. This is Steph Curry I can like. This is Steph Curry I can root for, you know? <laughs> this is this is a guy that I can enjoy. Not this. Not, 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 I'm serious. This is a Steph Curry I enjoy watching. I can respect highly and. You know, I, I, I'm all for it. This is the best version of Steph Curry. I just think this is a I, – I don't, I don't want to say this is the best version, but he's definitely up there, maybe top three, top two. But I, I think this is also attributed to the fact that, you know, when the pressure's on you to carry the load and be more of a guy than you've had to be, you got to elevate your play. And when you're forced to elevate your play in those moments, I think that Curry's been doing that. So, yeah, this might be. It could be. could be. I honestly, I don't, I don't care because to me, what this is is Steve Kerr is trying to spin the narrative to deflect from the fact that the Warriors stink <laughs> like garbage truck leakage. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And this is like, bro, like MVP. That's so nasty, yo. No, it's not nasty. From Steve Kerr. No, no. That how how the can Warriors he give up? Why, why can't why can't he give why can't he voice his opinion? Why can't y'all are not bro. going to the finals this they, year, buddy? One, if they stop playing, J Rob, we're not doing that. J Rob, we're not doing that, bro. J Rob, we're not doing that. Stop. There's not a team in the West that's definitively better than the Warriors right now, bro. Come on, bro. The reason the Warriors are losing is because the bench has been trash. They've stopped playing the trash guys exactly. on the bench and they've started winning games. Bro, it's a problem that they I have to run an eight-man rotation good. 12 games I just, into the I season. I just don't think they're very good. <laughs> like, I, I personally think they're, they're guys are going to go as far as Curry is going to take them. I don't think those young guys that we that they had hoped that developed would be, I think, more up to speed. They have not looked that I don't think anyone, Moody, Kuminga, Wiseman, I don't think any of them has set themselves apart yet. Um, and maybe that's because they haven't played much. Yes, because they're not they need, good. You need to you need to learn in the fire, but they've been sitting on the bench for two, three years, and, and that's I, the I mistake the Warriors made. That's James Wiseman was hurt. James Wiseman was hurt. He wasn't just sitting on the bench. Well, James, well, James, well, James, well, they banked too much on their young talent. They banked way too much on their young talent. They spent a lot of time not really playing a real NBA game. And I do think that will stunt your growth a bit because then by year three, four, they just kind of throw you out there and be like, help us win games. But they don't really know how to win games because how many times has Moody in a big-time game been in a fourth quarter and he's had to, you know, make a few plays to help win a game prior to this season? It don't happen for him. It didn't happen for Kuminga either. So I do think 
that's coming to bite them in the head because these guys don't. Oh, uh, I think I see. I see the point in what you're making. What you're saying is, it's not more about Steph Curry and those guys. We're just saying the oh. lack of experience from the young guys, especially in the postseason. You don't see that they'll be able to make key plays to help elevate the team to put them in a winning scenario. Is that what I, you're saying? I, yeah, and I don't, and I just don't think they've proven that yet. And I, and I personally feel like Steph, Steve Kerr now is making these guys play because we've had the media and all this hype. Like, when these guys are going to be out there, the Warriors are going to be good for another 10 years. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I, I don't know if that's going to be the case. And I mean, they can still these guys are have these like, young guys. No, they could, but their value is not – nobody's looking at, oh, my God, like I'm about to get uh, – I'm about to get Jonathan Kaminga and Moises Moody mm-hmm. right now. Like nobody's looking at that like, you know, so – No, you just trade – you trade James Wiseman. For Jared Vanderbilt. I don't think That's anybody's it. looking for James Wiseman like that. Utah either. Jazz, I know you want to lose games. I don't care what Danny Ainge <laughs> said. You guys want to lose games. Take James Wiseman. <laughs> I think Lori Marketing would actually fit what the Warriors do. Listen, bro. I, think I, want, I want Jared Vanderbilt. I'm not even asking for Lori Marketing. Jared Vanderbilt from Utah for James Wiseman. I think that works perfectly for both teams. Helps the Jazz lose games. Helps us win games. Helps them win games. Helps them win games? Yeah. Jared Vanderbilt, get it done. I'm, I'm so Mars, do you do you have any gripes with uh Mars? I mean not Mars. What J Rob said about your team about you guys being too young, wouldn't want, want be successful in the postseason because of that. Do you, do you disagree? My former it's team. Not... Your former but, team. Um... I'm sorry. Wait, wait, what you mean that's not your team? Who's your team now? Houston. So um. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, you're not getting that off. Listen, no, 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 wait, no, 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 no. He could do it. He can do it. You know how we was young when we first got into a sport. We was undecided about team. We see a team dominate, but then we was like, nah, I like this team better. The Warriors to to Houston. Like, that's why I would like. Jalen Green's the GOAT, so I support Jalen Green, and he plays for Houston. (laughs) Once he he leaves Houston, I'll I'll follow Jalen Green. So, I respect um, that. So, I respect that. Yeah, I'll get that. Okay. But I think the Warriors, I do think they banked too much on the young players like a Kaminga, um, Moses Moody. I don't think they banked too much on. I think he just took a jump and he was pretty good defensively in the playoffs last year. So they thought he could be a key rotation piece. I don't think Moses Moody's been that bad defensively. Offensively, it's not that great. Kaminga and Kaminga was one who kind of surprised me. I thought he would take the jump, but his offensive game in terms of the jump shot, the IQ, the understanding of the scheme hasn't elevated at all. He looks very confused out there. He's kind of like just someone at this point. He's kind of someone who's just a freak athlete and he's trying to get by on pure feel and instinct and it's not working. James Wiseman, I, I said, whatever, we moved. There was no expectations for me. So he hasn't under he hasn't underachieved for my expectations. Right. He's been what I expected. So James Wiseman, that's fine. Kaminga didn't take a jump I thought he would, which is disappointing. Moses Moody's right around what I expected in terms of defensively, he's pretty good. Offensively, the jump shot isn't fully um, developed. Fully developed, yes. Jump shot isn't fully developed. But I think Moses Moody will come around because his game, like in terms of what he brings to this team, is another wing defender and hopefully someone who can make jump shots. That's He can fit. Dante DiVincenzo has been hurt. I think Dante DiVincenzo is a great bench piece. Jordan Poole will step up from what he's been doing this season. I don't think the Jordan Poole we saw for the first 10 games is the Jordan Poole we're going to see this whole season. So I think Jordan Poole will step up. Clay Thompson's been terrible. Clay Thompson can't stay this bad. Surely he can't. So that's like oh, two no. or three guys who I think can step it up. Age and then the I think thing, come man. playoff time, come playoff time, all you really need is an eight or nine man rotation. And I think yeah. they, I think they have an eight or nine solid, solid players 
based on how I'm I'll projecting you, it to I'll work out. I'll give you Jordan Poole because I don't think Jordan Poole's play is really. They took. They told Jordan Poole to go play with a bunch of young guys and help us and win before us. You know, like I don't think that was ever a recipe for for him to be great. I don't. I don't think that'll be there forever. Clay, you know, we'll see. You know, I, I hope he comes back to normal Clay, but. We don't. We don't have to keep talking about. We don't have to don't keep know. talking about the past, guys. We had a new team that's dominating the league right now. The Utah Jazz are the number one seed in the West, but we're, but they're supposed to be tanking after trading uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Danny Age had something to say about that. Danny he Age says, "No, wait. Let me say <laughs> what, what he had. Let me say. Let me say. Danny Age said. Danny Age said it's assumed that's how I feel. Give me a break. I've been accused of building teams to lose before. It's never been true." And that was when after. Did, when uh, did anyone accuse him of building teams to lose before? Nobody had. I don't know about before, but you guys, this is narrative going. No, this year, this right year, now. he's uh, he's lying. He's lying blatantly. They How is he lying blatantly? They weren't he, meant to win. They weren't. Meant they, to win. It don't mean if he they weren't they meant, they were to meant, meant to win. It doesn't mean. It doesn't that. matter, bro. It doesn't matter if they wasn't to meant to he's win, lying. bro. He's he's. How is he lying? He's saying He didn't build this team to win games. He didn't. He so did. They're winning no, games. Doesn't. Of course. I guess he yes, did. He built that was his goal. He built the team incorrectly. That's why. He built the team incorrectly. Yes, he didn't build this team to win. Bro, he didn't what, happened, what happened was he didn't realize Lori Marketing was going to come in there and average 22, 8, and 2. That's what, that's what he didn't account for because. What if he did? He's been, he's been a god. He's been a godsend, bro. I, I don't Look, know where. That, I remember a time. I remember time. People was calling Lori uh, when he was on the Bulls like a baby Dirk. What if he did bro, see this? What What if he did see this in him? What if he did see this uh, in the whole Utah yeah. Jazz? It's like, yo, you guys can make something happen. What well, if he, he did build there. this team? What if he did build this team to be uh, uh to be successful? I think. I mean, it's just. I'm I'm going with the assumption he did. Bro, I don't, I'm not gonna. It, assume. It's not the first time he built a team that I'm has terrible pieces, but they're able to perform. Yeah, but I'm, you don't, you don't build no, a team to maybe make the playoffs no, no, and losing no, 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 round one. No one builds a team for that, and that's what this but team I don't, has. I don't think that team was going to be. I don't think that team was bad in terms of like the role players. You still have a Jordan Clarkson. You still have Mike Conley. Like you got a a, a decent supporting cast. I just don't think when they made that trade. I personally don't feel like Danny Ainge realized Lori Markkinen was going to be the player that he has been so far for them. Like, if you just have a bunch of role guys, you guys can tank because nobody's really that great is going to elevate you to be like a, a a big time team. But then you got a focal point, and then the offense flows like they run in. I, I think mean, Lori always. I think Lori always had that type had, of potential. He just he had, when he was on the Bulls. When he was on the Bulls, I think the team was just ass. And last year on the Cavs, I mean, it was roles. You know, it wasn't his role to be that guy. But I there mean, was times in the Lord season he was balling out. Like, well, like, Lori Markkinen looks like he's it makes no sense. Oh yeah, crazy. But let's be real about the roster. I think the other issue is people think this roster is terrible. We got Jordan Clarkson, got Colin Sexton, Jared Vanderbilt. I mean, you got Mike Malik Conley, Beasley. Malik Beasley. You got Kelly Olynyk. Like ah, uh, the guys, Kelly Olynyk one is. If you want to talk about Olenek, surprise, Olenek, Kelly Olenek, that's Olenek. a surprise. No, if you want to talk about surprise, I didn't expect that shit. Playing, I, I did not expect Kelly Olynyk to play like this, bro. And Walker Kessler, they didn't realize Walker Kessler will be a, 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 a probably going to be a walking double double in the next two three years because he's a block machine. Like this team is not bad. Like the roster is not bad. So like all of 
You can't tank with a good with a decent. Wait, roster. you said a walking double double off of him being a block machine, so you expect him to average a, ten blocks? No, no, no. no. I, I should have said in a block machine. I shouldn't have said. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna be all a mix of all, mix of all. Not not ten blocks. He won't average ten blocks a night. You knew what he that man was that. saying. That's crazy. I, I really didn't, that. and that's why I had to ask. <laughs> I didn't you see. I had to. I had to make sure he catch himself no, so he double, don't get double, flamed on this yeah, double, on, double, on Soldier Boy's double, internet. That would have been one of the nastiest takes from DC <laughs> history. I swear. Walker Kessler. I'm not saying Walker Kessler is going to average ten blocks. I'm just saying I think he'll be a double double guy. But he also, I wouldn't be surprised if he averaged like four blocks a game. He's been. I, this team's not bad. It's not a bad roster. You can't take. I'm trying to help them be shit. bad by giving them James Wiseman, but but, but Mars, why are you guys going if with this assumption? If you get rid of Lori marketing, that team will go down. I promise you. Immensely. Why are you guys going with this assumption that he wanted to lose, bro? Like, why no, are y'all I'm doing saying, that? I'm saying you don't. No one builds a team in drive. to be a low seeded playoff team. No one builds a team with that as the goal. Literally. Miami was doing. Miami was building a team to be competitive for years, bro. Boston was doing that with Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and them boys for years, bro. Like that's what people they do. Got, they want to be off, competitive. They got, off, they got off Isaiah Thomas. Why? Because he got hurt and why else? No, to get Kyrie Irving. To- you know why they got Kyrie? Because they wanted to contend. You don't build a team because you're happy just being a six seed, losing round one. No one. But people, a team but teams, purpose. bro, Mars. What are you talking about? People. No build one builds compet- a team because they, they want to be around. They one build. X. They build competitive teams all the time. That's what people do. What they're not going to sit here. They're they not going to sit here, Mars. No they're not going to sit here and be like, "All right, our team's not going to be able to win the title. We're just going to fucking blow all these games and try to lose." That's not what people do. But no one, no one is happy with a team that is a six seed and loses in round one. You always try to make that team a contender. A hundred percent, but you gotta. That's you have you to do. work with the pieces of which you have, and you got You're gonna build a team. Of people, this is your resume. These are they're working for a okay. resume. People okay. aren't gonna be sitting here building a resume and like you know what, we're not gonna be able to win, so we're gonna just lose because then that's a lot of pressure on them. They're gonna try their best, maybe not to win a championship, but for themselves to build their resume up. They're gonna make the team as competitive as possible, bro. They're not just going to just tank because then they're going to get fired. Why would they do that? You don't get fired if the, everyone's on the same page and agrees to a tank. If everyone's aware this of what's team, going on, you don't on, get fired Mars. for losing. Come on, Mars. How long was Brett Brown coaching the Sixers? He only got uh, fired when they were trying to be competitive and they couldn't win with him. That's when. But that's fired. because they had the, team the pieces. Was bad. They were all on no, the no, same they, they, they Because they all, they all believed that they had the pieces necessary to contend for a title. So yes, and that's when they wasn't contending. He got fired. Win. Yes, if they yes. didn't have those pieces and they were still being able to be competitive, he most likely wasn't going to get fired because but he, he didn't, didn't have want the pieces him to be competitive. That's the point I'm making. Brett Brown oh stayed God. for so long when the team was losing because they didn't want him to be competitive. I'm, I'm, I understand what you're saying, Mars. I'm saying that they wanted to contend for a title because they understood the full potential of the team. At the end of the day, when you're on a mm-hmm. team, you have to. Try your best to bring the full potential out of everybody. And if your full potential is a five or six seed, you have to try your best to get to the, that spot. The, so you I think Steven Silas is trying not, to win right now, but it's yeah, it you're, you're not being realistic though, in the sense like let's let's be honest. What? Let's be real. That the Utah Jazz, the Houston Rockets, those teams are trying to lose games though. Oh they, my they're God. not trying to draw. Are y'all serious, bro? 
So do you think? Do you think Steven Silas? Nobody, 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 nobody. Listen, bro, J. Rob, you gotta put yourself in the perspective of them, son. Nobody in the league, bro. If you're in control of a team, you're not gonna just be sitting here like we're not trying to win games. That's a crazy way of thinking, bro. As a head coach, as a head coach, and to the media, if they ask you, are y'all trying to win games? You're not going to verbally say out loud to the media. No, we're trying, we're tanking. And as a head coach, you're not going to go out there and try to lose games. I get that point. But to, in in retrospect, the organization, like the, from the GM owner up top, they are not trying to win that many games because they want Victor Wembanyama, bro. Like, let's be real. Nobody, this year is not going to matter if the Houston Rockets win a bunch if of games. You want to the, Jazz Victor, choosing a, the Jazz aren't choosing a six seed over Victor Wembanyama. They're not doing it. They don't. Want I, they obviously be, are. They obviously are. No, they're obviously winning games. That's cool. But come around the new year, if they're, they're still winning games, the clip. Jazz are going to make trades because they're not going to pick a first round exit over the potential key to their future. They're not this, going to this do that. way. Of, this way of thinking is bizarre to me, bro. This way, of, I don't. It's, it's bizarre. It I, it's no, people. Is. No, people don't do that. Like people just don't do that. I'm sorry, coaches bro. Coaches and players nobody don't do does that. that. That's just coaches and players don't do that, though. Because people are uh, people do that. Do I, do I think? Do I think Jordan Clarkson is worried about losing so the Jazz can get Wembenyama? No. Oh, bro. Bro. The organization is trying to get Wembenyama. Yes. No, so I understand that. And to sit here and say that they, people don't do that, you're literally lying because I mean. No, that's NFL, that's my fact. That's, NFL, let, let, me correct, let me correct my words. Said, let me correct my words. Let me games. correct my words. Let me correct my words because I, I let me correct. There are some teams that do do that, right? Yeah, but say, that it's not it's not on this grand of a scale in which you guys are trying to make it seem. There's more people trying to win than more people just sitting here so trying to Donovan lose. Mitchell, this, the, the Utah Jazz traded Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland with the intent to win basketball games. They, they traded crying, Donovan. They, they traded Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert because they did not want to play with each other no more. That's that's the main reason. Why not keep one of them? Because they didn't. They just wanted to part ways. All of them. They just wanted to part ways with each other, bro. Why? I don't know. I don't know these guys personally. I, I didn't read any reports. I just know that they did not want to play with each other. They did not want them. So you don't. They wanted to start. They wanted. They wanted to start. They wanted. To start, to they wanted their two best players. It get makes no, no player of equal value back, and you still don't think they're just not. You don't to think the Jazz. Back. You don't think the Jazz will try to trade as many players. Listen, off that they're team. winning. But listen, obviously, obviously, they're winning games. They're winning games. So was obviously, that, was that the intent? Was, Do you think that was the intention when they? Yeah, it, it would have to be. If they're saying that's the intent, if come they're on, winning games, on, it has to be. Dub, dub, are we serious? Dub, don't do that. Are we don't serious? If, if, are if we serious? Were, no, no. If you're going to really sit here and say they, they traded Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert just because they don't like each other with the intent the, to win basketball games, like they had on, to, bro. they at the end, come you on, you have bro. to go your separate, you have to go your separate ways with people. It's either you trade them now, but or free- of, wait, hold on, J Rob. It's either you, hold on, J Rob. When, when you, when you trade, when you trade them, because the time the time is done, you can't at the end of the day, you got to find your new star, right? The time has come. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell is not going to work out. It's either trade them, it's either trade them, it's like, hold on, let me finish, let me finish, bro. It's either you trade them now or watch them walk away with nothing in return to free agency. So you're like, screw this. I have to get the most I possibly could because when free agency hit, they're out the fucking door. That's what's going to happen. So I have to get everything that I possibly I could. That's, that's why they're that's trading true. them. So I'm going with the assumption with Danny Age, what he's saying and what they're producing. They're like, nah, we're going to trade away these pieces, get some draft picks, and at the same time, try to compete. 
And they're doing that. Just because we looked at the names and like, this is about to be ass. We can't just sit here and be like, that was their whole goal. That's weird. That's a weird thing to do. They're winning games. They believed in the in the in the roster they constructed, and what are they doing? They're fucking winning. So if obviously they, they built to they, win. If they, if they were five hundred, right trying now, to win, bro. If you're they were five hundred right now, what would you say that? You're, 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 you're yeah, yeah. Like, come on now, bro. Jesus Christ. Like, I'm just saying, being, bro. Being, if they were five hundred right now, what would you be saying they were trying to do? They not. They not five hundred, Mars. So how far? They nine and three. How far I'm, like Geno Smith, bro. They wrote them fucking off. They wrote them off like Geno Smith. Shout out Geno Smith, here, man. They, they finally, finally getting his shine, man. Duh, They're competing, how far, bro. Are, how far are Utah Jazz He's going this year? Quarterback for the Seahawks. Shit, bro. They oh, championship. Nice. Why, why fucking not? Why not they could go to the championship? Utah Jazz could go to a championship. Listen, who's better than them? Let's move on, please. Clippers look ass. Right, Why, not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. See, see, this, see, see. You want the panelists and the hosts at the same time. I can only do so much. Jesus Christ. Head on spike. Y'all got Mars. You, 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 you put us. You, where we going? Where we going? Where we going with this? I got some Steph topic. I got some Steph topic. You got, yeah. What you got? What you got on your mind, bro? Nothing, man. I was waiting for the next topic. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, oh, Joel Embiid. Yeah, I don't want to talk Embiid about the Lakers and Nets. You want to talk about Joel Embiid? You said. Yeah, I do want to talk. I don't want to talk about Lakers and Nets. I'm tired of talking about them. Joel Embiid, though, he has risen up to the occasion. He's playing amazing. The last seven games, he's had two 40-point games, two 30-point games, and been playing really well. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? How do you guys gauge this? He just got dropped by Dejounte Murray. That was funny. Yeah, I mean, not really. <laughs> Every, there's a lot of not people really. getting dropped. It, it was funny. It was funny. It was funny, but I don't know. I, I just feel like, man, it's that over-exaggeration of a highlight. You know, like, no, come on, man. Like, that don't really get the respect like that. It's not like uh, yeah, Ben Simmons got dropped. Yeah. Like, yeah. where he made his fucking legs fold up like a pretzel. Like, that was different. You know what I mean? But whatever. Um, as far as Embiid, though, you know, at the beginning of the season, before they started playing, um, we had this thing going around where everybody, you know, put in their prediction, uh, you know, predictions for MVP and all this other stuff. And I said, Embiid is going to be the MVP. Uh, regardless of how he's playing now, you know, if he's going to, you know, turn up some more or, or you know, have a slump, uh, I'm not going to change it. Like, I'm always going to – I'm never going to change up, you know what I mean, just because of injury or whatever the case may be. And I, I – my bad. I shouldn't have said injury. I didn't want to put that out in the universe. But, yeah, man, like – I mean, he was my early candidate for preseason candidate for MVP. I'm glad he's playing well. I would like the Sixers to be a little bit more competitive, though. Um, you know, because I would like to have be you know have them legitimately in a conversation with like Milwaukee and Boston um, as you know a potential team that can come out of the East. But again, early, still early. We'll see. Um, I I think I also picked Joel Embiid. To be a, a MVP, I, I don't think that that'll happen. Um, but you know, I'm not going to put too much stock in what Joel Embiid's doing right now, you know, because I don't really put too much stock in the Sixers. I think they're real fraudulent. Um, so, Mars, you guys say about Embiid? Um, he's been kind of what I didn't expect him to like take a jump in his game. He's been kind of what I expected to start the season. A great scorer, gets to the line. He hasn't been making his freeze this year, which is, I guess, kind of a surprise, but I think that'll come around. Um, 
Are the Sixers frauds? I mean, mm-hmm. based on the expectations I had of them, yes. I, I yes. thought they were going to be the best team in the 100% East. 100% frauds. 1,000%. So I was wrong. I was wrong about that. I don't know how Doc Rivers is still, like, coaching these great teams. I don't not going to lie. I promise you. Everybody says this. not going to lie, bro. I think they're trying to get Doc Rivers fired. I really think they're trying to get Doc Rivers fired. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I think if they played the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, in a series, in the playoffs, I think they're losing. I don't think nah, they, they can't lose to the Nets. Nah. I think they would lose a seven-game series to the Nets, bro. I'm no, telling you, no. I'm telling you, I'm standing on that. I'll stand on that. <laughs> they got PJ Tucker who hold KD to 45 points a game. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. When we talk about the Cleveland, <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers, I remember the last time I was up here and JD told me I was tripping when I said the Cavaliers have a legitimate chance to be a team that we'll talk about next year. And what are they doing this year? That clip went viral, by the way, when he was like, yeah, they're definitely tricking everybody. They're not. Is that, is is that, did he say that about the Cavs or the Jazz? I think it was the Cavs, though. Yeah, it was the Cavs. And it's crazy. It's crazy because the Cleveland Cavaliers right now is on the three-game losing streak. They lost the Clippers, the Kings, and the Warriors. And it seems as if they may be losing uh, steam a little bit. They're about to face the Timberwolves. So, they, but that's, that great. was yeah, bound to happen. They they that's need that though. Trip. That's a new yeah, team, a completely trip. new, and they need that. You know those growing pains I'm, in their system. They also got to... lucky against Golden State because Clay got away with a filthy illegal screen at the end of the game. But that's right. Clay, Clay just gets away with fouls at the end of games now. I guess so. I don't I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but so yeah, they were kind of unlucky in that game. So by the way, Isaac Okoro is maybe the worst offensive player in the NBA. Just just so you guys know, worse than James Wiseman. Worse than Matisse Thibault? Worse than Rudy Gobert. It's him and him and Matisse Thibault are like neck and neck. They're the same person to me. They said Matisse Thibault's better on defense. But on offense, they're the exact same. Both terrible. I like Thibault. Uh, I, I like him too defensively. I like defensively. him defensively. Yeah, offense, he's not doing much for me. But I'll say a core is the worst offensive player in the NBA. Like, the, aren't they like working him out the rotation? I mean, it's kind of hard to play someone who can't make a three, can't finish at the rim, can't, can't cut, can't handle mm-hmm. the ball, can't pass. Like he's useless on offense. <laughs> like, and then yeah. then he's yeah. on the court for defense, but then it's four on five offensively. It's like an Andre Roberson effect. It's like how much can you really play when on the other end we're playing four against five? No, so I agree. That's why Matisse Fabio doesn't play that much as well. Because you can't do nothing with that. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't not be a factor on the offensive end. You know, you just can't. That four on five shit is not. Can't work. Man. All he has to do is be able to make the corner free. If he could do that, he can play. But you can't. At what clip? Him. What about Killian Hayes? What, do, what yeah, does making a corner three mean? If you if you like thirty like thirty two percent, right? Like thirty two. If you can make it at thirty, if you can make it at thirty eight percent, you valid. Not thirty eight percent. He'd really start good. if you could make it at thirty eight percent. He'd start. If you can make the three at thirty eight percent in the corner, if you make the corner three at thirty eight percent, he'll be more viable. I don't know because the corner three is that like the easiest in the game, so I don't want to say thirty five percent. But you got like thirty eight percent is OD. But what I'm saying from the is, corner, not really. for the corner, oh, though. corner. My bad, my bad. From no, just I'm talking about the corner three, not from the whole. Because at least you could put him in the corner and he can shoot. But he can shoot exactly, so at least he could stand in the corner on offense and be a legitimate threat because they'll. No, nah, but the the point I'm making is like 38 percent is like elite. I think anybody who's a three and D guy, 38 percent, they're gonna just have him there. I think if we're talking about where we, he needs to improve on, to be realistic, 32 to 34 percent is an area where I would go more. 
at the zero percent right now. At the three, yeah. Does he have zero percent from the three? He hasn't made. One. He hasn't made one the whole season. That's what I'm seeing. Let me, let me make sure. I ain't gonna lie. Well, I'll say this. Holy shit. I'll say this. Isaac Okoro, you know, he's a real athlete. He could go to the NFL if the NBA. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's, real he's, shit. O, he's o for twelve. I ain't gonna lie. Some of these athletic basketball players, I'm not trying to be funny. Like a lot of these guys be tripping. They should just go play football. Zion Wilson. Real shit. Like, uh, Zion, me and Mark talking about all open bro. Play football, bro. Zion, Zion Wilson, bro. What you said? What you said, Mars? He, you said he don't have a right and shit. He doesn't have a Zion? right. Hand. He can't play defense. All he can do is either catch Zion? it or make a left hand layup. That's oh yeah, you disrespectful. Oh yeah, you disrespectful. It's not, he can't do it. He's not. He's not that good. He's disrespect. Zion is not that good. You mean? Is Zion not that? He's not the best player on his team. Like, not even close. Who's better on that is, team? Brandon Ingram is better on that team. Like, easy. Is CJ McCollum better than, than him, too? No. I'd, no. I'd entertain the conversation. Don't. Come on. I think Zion's better. I think Zion's better. Don't jack that, bro. No, I think Zion's better, but I would entertain the conversation. Zion's not that good. He's not. Unfortunately, well, not I'm not gonna lie. Did he average like 27 and seven last season or some shit like that? I'm you can average 27 and seven and still not be that great. You mean not be that great in terms of like compared to what people are saying about him, or he's not he's just he's talking not an about all NBA level player? He's not better than like a Pascal Siakam. He's not better than he's not better than Jalen Brown. He's not better than De'Aaron Fox. He's not better than SGA. So you have Zion. I don't even think he's better than we know how you feel about Jalen Brown. I don't think Zion is better than Desmond Bain. That's how far I'll go. I don't think Zion's better than Desmond Bain. And I don't know. We want to talk about one dimensional. Zion Williamson is one dimensional as hell. Zion Williamson is just he's he's not. And what would Desmond Bain be without the three ball? What? He's still, about one he's, still, players, he's still good at, he's still good at getting to the rim. Nah. He still plays good defense. Nah, he's not, a good pass. He's been getting to the cup. Bain been getting to the cup. Yeah, Desmond, Desmond saying, Bain, Desmond Bain being I'm like considered somebody just relies on the free. That's not true. You're going to, you just call Zion one dimensional. I don't, I don't think that's fair. Because he's good at What can he, what can Zion do besides finish with his left hand? If you're good at a specific area. Besides finish with his left hand, what can Zion Williamson do? What can he Yo, do? Besides, the besides left finish hand. with his left hand. The left do? hand shit is hilarious. He's not, a good, he's not a good passer. He's not a good rebounder. He's not a good defender. He's not. Bro, he's he's, he can't shoot. Scorer. That's his game. He's an inside scorer. That's always been his yeah, game. Yeah, he, he's good at finishing with his left hand. Like I said. He's an inside scorer. He's not just finishing with his left hand, bro. Scoring inside of what? Threat. His left hand. He's a lob threat. Yeah, he's a lot. I think I think I think as he I think as he gets more in shape, still keeps cutting, he'll be a better defender, he'll be a better two-way player, be more dominant because he's still a freak athlete. That's projecting Zion is one di- one dimensional. But that's projecting. And the only I brought up Desmond Bain. I don't personally think Desmond Bain is one dimensional, but I know he's a really good three-point shooter. So I'm just saying if you took that away from him, is he one dimensional because you I just think he's. I just don't. I mean, if you wanted to do that, you take, you take Zion. away. You take away Zion's, Zion's ability. Bro. You take away Zion's ability to finish at the rim, and you take away Desmond Bain's three-point shot. One wouldn't be in the NBA. I don't like doing those arguments, but one of them wouldn't <laughs> oh be. In the NBA. That's facts. God. That's facts. If Zion Williams, if Zion Williamson finished around the rim like Isaac Okoro, he wouldn't be in the NBA. He doesn't provide any other value. He's not a good defender, bro. He doesn't. He's terrible. About a good level of playmaking. He's not even not a good defender. He's terrible defensively. <laughs> he's terrible. He's, like, he's atrocious. And he's not a good passer. He's not a great playmaker. He can't shoot. 
He doesn't even set good screens. Like, I don't know what he does. <laughs> my son, my son, my son he need to go on the football field, Rob. He need to go on the football field, Jay Rob, and go and start hitting people, bro. That's what he needs to start doing. He's averaging 23, 6, and 4 assists, bro. Desmond Bain is averaging 25, That's all I know, 5, and 5. Bro. Desmond Bain's averaging know, 25, bro. 5, and 5. On this is an NBA player, bro. He's doing his thing. I'm, yeah, I'm not, yeah, he's he's I'm a not, good NBA player. I'm not I'm saying not he's terrible. Bro. He's I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm not saying he's like one of the worst players in the NBA. He's not he's not a top 20 player. He's not a top 25 player. I think Zion is also not really an on-ball defender either. I think if he was a better help side defender, like how like a Kevin Durant type, I think you'd get more value. Hey, out Mars. Of he's not even good at that. Mars, let me ask you. I'm saying you, if you got better what at tier, that, you'd get more value out of him what, at that spot. Mars, what tier... You said Desmond Bain is better. What tier is Zion Williamson? And like, what players do you associate himself with? He said yeah. that Jalen Brown is better. We know how he, how he feels Jaylen, about Jalen Brown. Jalen yep. Brown's better than him. Desmond Bain. Tyrese Halliburton is better I, than him. I think Jalen Brown's better than him right now, too. Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton is better than him. Andrew Wiggins is better than him. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. I'll give that one. Yeah, I'll give Wiggins. I'm not giving um, that. Not giving that's that. so crazy, man. One, so, Andrew Wiggins, Mikael, is Mikael Bridges. Wait, wait, wait. Is Mikael Zion, Zion's better than Mikael Bridges. Zion's better He's than better than. All right, so I'm that's a tier. Give, I'm not Worse giving you Halliburton. You're not giving. You don't think Zion is better. You think Zion's better than Tyrese Halliburton? Yeah, I do. Based on what? Who else? Come on, give me the other guys, Mars. Don't get stuck on Halliburton. No, I'm I'm thinking of guys who I'm I'm thinking of a player who I think is out here. Is Paolo better? Paolo. Why why would he be comparable to Halliburton? No, I think Halliburton is just clearly better. That's what I'm saying. I'm what about uh, somebody like uh, Terrence Ross? Zion's better than Terrence Ross. Come on now. Oh, about, he um... he got him better than Mikael Bridges, so we got yeah, he's better. He's better, better than, than Mikael Bridges. Bridges. I'm thinking. Yeah, do I think Zion? Paolo, Paolo, you got Paolo better. I ain't gonna lie, Paolo is going to be better than him. Paolo's fire. I love Paolo. Paolo's fire. I ain't gonna lie. Paolo Bancaro, <laughs> I tweeted out. I, I, I don't know. I tweeted out before the draft that Paolo Bancaro. So that's the tier where, is that the tier he's where he's in? With Paolo, Absolute dog. Ben Matherin. Ben yeah, Matherin is also gonna be better than Zion. Be, he's right? better than Ben Matherin, I think. Lamelo's better than Zion. Someone asked about Lamelo. Yeah, um, Tyrese Maxey. John Collins? I'll definitely take Tyrese Maxey. He's, he's better than John Collins. I'm not, I'm not a fan I'm not of John taking, Collins. I'm not taking John Collins, though. Yeah, I'll definitely take Tyrese Maxey. I ain't going to lie. I think I'll take Paolo, too. I hate Lori Markinen? I'm taking Lori Markinen. Lori Markinen has been playing better than Zion, but I don't know if this is sustainable. But if, if, if this Lori is Lori Markinen, he's better than Zion. Yeah, but I don't, Markinen, I don't, But I don't think that's what he is. Uh, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, I'm taking Squ- Barnes. Squarey Barnes. I like his ceiling. I like Scotty Barnes. So you got Paolo, Scotty Barnes. We're getting close. I just want to put a name right next to Zion. Vooch? No, Zion, Zion's better. I think Zion. I think I Zion think, is uh, in the same tier as Zach Levine. I think, Zion, I I think Zion's Zion. in the same tier as Jordan Poole. Oh wow! <laughs> I love it. I love what it. What tier is Jordan Poole in for you? I mean, I've never ranked him, but what I, think are you Zion, trying to I think Zion say? and Jordan Poole are very similar. What are you trying to say, Mars? What are you trying to say? Because that just took me back. What are you trying to say right now? What that tier? What tier is that? Yeah, I need not, they don't rank that. very. They don't rank very highly. A, I need an S, 
A, let's say S plus. S, nah, it's too many. We we so we, we will have to do that a different day. He's, for six no, I think that no, no, I think that fringe. I think that fringe top. I think that fringe top forty or fifty players. I don't think Zion's think top thirty. You think I don't think Zion's top players, thirty. You think there's forty nine players in the NBA better than Zion Williamson? I don't. I don't know. I don't have a list. I know he's not in my top thirty. Nah, like, I can guarantee he's not. I ain't gonna lie, Mars. I love the stuff you come up here and say, but I can. I can guarantee. No like I said, there's I can no guarantee way. he's not Bro, top thirty. I said no fringe top forty or fifty. That means he could be in 40. the top forty. So that means thirty nine. That means thirty nine guys. You I could get. I could get to thirty relatively easily. I need you to give me thirty nine. I need you to give me thirty. But you're saying fringe. You put the 40 in there. So that means you could damn near get the 39 guys that are better than Zion Williams. I believe I, I believe I probably do. You could. have to show me that list. And you, without Luca, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll try and get as many names as I can. Luca, Giannis, Steph, Ja, Embiid, Tatum, KD, Mitchell, SGA, Dame, De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker, Trey Young, Siakam, Kyrie, Damar, Jalen Brown, Paul George. Jokic, um, Christian Woods, Desmond Bain. No, that's what LeBron. Okay, hold up. Let him finish. Let him finish. Take off Desmond Bain. My bad, my bad. No, he was mad about Christian Wood. He was mad about Christian Wood. Oh, he's mad about Christian Wood? Yeah, I could give you Desmond Bain. I'm not giving Christian Okay, that's cool. Take off Christian Wood. LeBron, Brandon Ingram, AD, Zach Levine, Tyrese Maxey. You said Levine twice. You said Levine. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you bunched him with DeMar. Oh, okay. My, my fault. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Bradley Bill. Um, how many is that? Did you say De'Aaron Fox? I got thirty yes. right now. That's I got 30. thirty. That's thirty. Um, do I think Anthony Simons is better than Zion? Eh. Come on. I, don't know. I, I said. I never. I, I never said. Cat. I think Cat. I think Cat's better than Zion. Cat's better. Did you say Jer- Edwards? I don't know. I, I haven't know. said Anthony Edwards. Jeremy yeah, Grant's. Edwards. Be- I think Jeremy Grant's better than Zion. I think Anthony Oof. Edwards better than Zion. Dejounte Murray, Drew Holiday, Oof. um, Jamal. Jamal Murray. Has Did you say Bam? Bam. Bam's better than Zion. I'm getting a lot of names. He's not that good. I don't have Zion. Lamelo Ball's better than Zion. Um, Did you say Dame? I said Dame. I said Dame. I've I said I've I, I know I've said a lot of names. I Scott nah, you you clear thirty. You you clear Bam, thirty. Bam, I can't give you. I Dev can't give Chris you. Chris Middleton. Bam. Nah, you, Bam. Easy. I'm not giving you Bam. Bam you're biased. You're biased. I'm not biased. It's easy. You're biased. You're biased. It's easy. It's you're easy work. Biased. What are we doing? <laughs> Bro, you see how everybody else at the bed, the moment I said, bam, you come in, bam. Like, bam. <laughs> <laughs> it's not biased, bro. It's everybody fact. Everybody else was cool, but when I said bam, that's when you... That's biased, bam is... Bro. Darius no, Garland's bam better than Zion. Darius have, Garland. There's a lot, Donovan there's a Mitchell? Lot I think I said Donovan Mitchell. There's a lot of guys who I think are better. I think Evan Moby's better. I'm not giving you Durham. I'm not giving you. I just can't give you like Christian Wood. I can't go there. I can't go Anthony Simon yet, even though I think he could. I don't think I I don't think I included. You see, I think what people get. J Rob, you know what? I'm going to tell you exactly what you tell me all the fucking time. What do I tell you, bud? You know what it is? You get it caught up. In, in the look of things, you see oh, a guy who jumps out the looks, gym. Wait, 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 let me, wait, wait, Mars, wait, Mars, let me finish this, right? You, you like the way he jumps out the gym. You love the caliber of Zion Wilson. You love the marketability. You loved him coming out of uh, college and high school and what he did in his rookie year. You love seeing it. You get caught up in the glamour. But when reality hits and it's hitting him, 
were looking at him like, yo, you're not that guy, bro. And that's all we're saying. You're getting caught up in the glamour. That's what wow. you're doing I right now. I can't believe this is happening to me right now, bro. Head on a fucking I'm spike. They <laughs> said I got caught up in the glamour. Wow. Well, I might. I might, but I think she's a great player. I, I'm sorry. Because the thing is, what I think what you're missing, Mars, and what you're missing, Doug, is that realistically, he hasn't really played as much basketball as we think in the NBA. I think this season he'll finally play a real full season of NBA basketball. By year five, y'all are going to have to walk back a lot of this Zion. No, because it still would have been true at the time I said that. I'm not saying he'll be trash forever. I'm saying right now. I'm not, I'm not even saying he's trash now. I'm saying right now there's a lot of Yeah, J-Rob, right. we just had a talk. I'm not that's projecting what he'll be. Yeah, I'm not projecting what he'll be. I just said I know I know he's not in my top 30 and I named a lot of players. I don't think there's – I think he's a little higher than being – I think he's at least a top 30 player. Top 35. He's got, I guarantee he's not top 30. I 40, 50, though? 30. 40, 50, though? I can't do that, bro. I can't do 40. 40, 50, I think 40. He may be in the 40. 40. I said fringe 40, top 40. 50, I said fringe top 40. Uh, I said 50 to be conservative. I don't think he's... I don't think there's 50 players better than Zion. I, lie, I Zion know there's 30 be, players better than him. You know, Zion probably going to be an all-star this year. Popularity what? Though. Yeah, probably. He, he should have. He yeah, he'll be. probably he be. being an all star doesn't mean you're one of the twenty. Yeah, that's right. Listen, listen. This is why. I, this is why I said J. Rob. This is why I said Vooch because no, Vooch obviously fine, was an all star. Yeah, you can be an all star and not be one of the twenty four best players in the NBA. That's exactly why. I, why I said Go on, Vooch in there. Mike Conley made an all-star game like a year ago. Vucevic is like a top 50 player. Mike Conley made an all-star game when he was on Utah? Yeah, like 2021. But but Mars is saying that Zion is better than him. Zion's better than Vucevic. And Vucevic isn't top 50. I don't think. Vucevic ain't that good. Yeah, no, we're not talking about the top 50 no more. We're just talking about like the all-star nod. And I'm talking Mm. about Vucevic in that year. Oh, back in Orlando. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What? Why would y'all do that? Because he's saying that Vucevic was an all-star. Oh, I, did, I didn't. No, say he was. I didn't was say he wasn't. He was in Chicago already when oh, he was no, an all star. Chris Paul been kind of trapped. No, he was in Orlando when he won. When he was an all star. Wasn't in. He wasn't in. I, I think so. Like the bubble. Yeah, I think he was an all star. I didn't say. I didn't say a few guys. I didn't say Rudy Gobert. I didn't say Draymond Green. Didn't say hey. Wiggins. And if you're watching yeah, this, like, like the damn video. Names, I couldn't. I couldn't dispute the first thirty though. I will admit because Goodley just said you didn't dispute the first thirty. I'm like, okay, yeah, you got me there. I think that last ten though. Super chat from James. I'm not gonna try to say your last your last name, but James 23, bro. Nick Claxton, MIP. Listen, a lot of hate that Nick Claxton get. I, I I love what I've seen from him this year a lot. He had a lot of effort. He's improved a bit. He just he's doing the best he could in the shit situation. You know. Uh, I mean, that's not, not what I was, I was. I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about other things. But he's like, been a good rebounder and like upside <laughs> rim protector. Yeah, like what the fuck? Why would you bring a free throw line, bro? Because, like because the, the free throws like made stuff. him borderline unplayable in the playoffs. Yeah, because I ain't gonna lie. Everything else, Doug, honestly, and this is my, you know, the the rebounding, the blocks, like everything that Nick Claxton is doing. I expected him to do that. That's obviously the type of player that he is and what they need him to be. So that doesn't surprise me. But to like Mars just said, there was something in his game that literally made him a liability being on the basketball court. Okay. And that is something, you know, obviously, I mean, look at Ben Simmons. He's still kind of a liability offensively out there for the Nets. Like those things be make you sometimes unplayable, bro. And so that's what I was, that's why I brought up his. Uh, okay. Free throw okay. Shooting. 
Yeah. Not to discredit his game. I do think he's improved, but I think that was the biggest thing to me from what I've seen a year ago. Okay. Uh, I understand that way of thinking. How about you, Euro? About Clax? Yeah. I mean, I'm just, like I said, man, I'm pro player, man. I love any time you see a significant improvement and a jump. Uh, you know, I like it. I think the free throw thing is valid as, as hell because, you know, to Mars's point and to Jero's point, you can do all, all of this stuff, you know, on the court um, and improve or whatever. But when it gets, you know, when the going gets tough or whatever, and you can't be, you can't, people can't rely on you, you know, to make a free throw, defenses or offenses are going to exploit that. You know what I mean? Or defenses are going to exploit that. You know what I mean? And then you become unplayable. And if you've been playing extremely well and played yourself into a role that is, that the team depends on, and then you're out the mix because you can't get it done on the free throw line, that hurts badly. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think the Nets are in a position where they can like afford that kind of stuff. So yeah, man, like I like his improvement. Like to see that on the free throw line as well though. Yeah, thirty nine percent from the line is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's abysmal. <laughs> that I'm not gonna, J Rob. J Rob, like when you when you yeah when you when you uh brought that up, I was like, oh, why'd you why'd you ask that question? I'm like, what the nah, fuck? Nah. I'm trying to yeah, pick this nah. guy up, and you ask that question. No, nah, because that's a serious problem though. Like, yo, you have yo Ben Simmons is going to become unplayable for the Nets when the playoffs come. He's unplayable when now. When them games come to the fourth quarter, and there's only fucking. There's, it's a five point game, bro. Ben Simmons. I tell you, unplayable too. I, I tell you what, man. Play. He might become unplayable in the regular season still because if they are looking at like, you know, are we even going to make the playoffs? Like, it, let's just say that. You know what I mean? If they're a fringe playoff team, playing team or whatever, and they really, really need W's, and Ben Simmons is that type of liability. Pair him with Nick Claxton being the free throw liability that he is. You know what I'm saying? I'll be real with you. There, there's. They should be really considering if if everything they're saying about the Nets, Joe Sly still trying to win games and all that, and everything that me and Mars assume about the Utah Jazz organization, the Nets need to give up their first picks, go get Lori Markkinen, go get another uh, center, make some trades, fix some, fill some knees that you lack on your team, and help that team tank. Because if you give up team Nick Claxton and Ben Simmons – You'll get that number one pick in the draft. Especially you if you got no James Wiseman. Take James Wiseman. You know what I'm saying? Like, like let me okay. ask you this though. Who do you think? Like who who is a player that's good enough that can actually help the Nets win, right? Who do you think would actually be willing to want to play under the rule of somebody like Joe Sai and Sean Marks with all of I ain't gonna lie, the way that they've handled all of this drama? I don't think anybody wants to be there actually. I ain't gonna lie, I agree with that too. I'm, I didn't. I wasn't on the show when y'all talked about it. Obviously, that's been the Knicks' problem. Facts I'm about ownership. Not too. people not wanting to go there because of ownership. Because the yeah, because yeah, there's not for whatever reason. But the thing is, like you know, they they talking about the culture. They're talking about you know, what I mean, just the, the feel of of it all. It's like why would I go there? Like you know, what I mean, that's a storied franchise, of course. You know, what I mean, it's one of the cornerstones of the league. But that was a past time. You know, what I'm saying that was what the league was back then. Like KD said it when, when I think it was like after his first year in Brooklyn, somebody sat him down and was like, yo, why didn't you consider going to, to the Knicks if you go into Brooklyn? And he was just like, bro, like 
everything that people are saying about the Knicks and how great it is and shit like that, that shit was in the 70s and the 80s, maybe up to the 90s. But the 90s, they, you know, all they did was lose. Well, they lost all throughout the 80s as well. You know what I'm saying? Because the, the last time that they won anything was in the early 70s. But he was just like, bro, like yeah, bro. to the younger generation, like nobody gives a fuck, about, fuck the about the Knicks. Nobody, nobody that is active in the league right now and even like their older brothers or like their dads and shit like that have ever witnessed the Knicks being a winning franchise, like in terms of like getting shit done. They may have had some good teams, but you know what I'm saying? So he was like, why the fuck would I want to go to the Knicks? And and Brooklyn, because they have that same baggage, you know what I mean, where they've been asked in in Jersey, you know what I mean, for all them years. Mm -hmm. They dragged all that shit to Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? And Joe Sy is not doing himself any favors and stuff like that. They run a real, real risk of just being one of them one of them staple teams where players just don't want to well, say they don't want to well, fuck with it. Well, I'll be real with you. I'll be real with you. In terms of like a basketball move and as an X's and O's move, I think you would I would do business with Utah because they're trying to tank and on a, just a service level. But I agree with your point. I don't think people want to go to New or- uh, the Brooklyn Nets after what happened with uh, this whole Kyrie Irving situation. I think after the apology, the 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 list of other things he had to do to be reinstated into the league, I don't think a lot of players like that personally. I'm gonna just be real with you. I I, I don't, and I do think that was hard for a lot of people to stomach, and I do think that would make Brooklyn kind of a destination where people be like, I don't know if I'm going there. Um, do you have anything to say, you or are you good? No. Um. I, the, the super chat talked about most improved player. I know it's the beginning of the year, but who you guys think is a, a really good candidate for that award? Uh, Lori Marketing. Lori. <laughs> Hands down is Lori. Um, oh, uh, Keldon Johnson. Maxie. 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 Russell Westbrook. What? Oh, wait, no, no. I'm thinking about six man. I'm thinking six man. My bad. No, nah, you're good. You're good. Mars, how about you, bro? <laughs> I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying to think. I think Anthony Simons was a good one. I think Tyrese Halliburton's taking a jump, but I also think that's just more opportunity. Um, SGA. I think SGA been hooping for a minute now. It's kind of hard to say I, anyone besides Larry Markin. I know, but you don't SGA. like Maxi? I like Maxi. I mean, I'm not... I don't know because the to me, Maxi, Maxi's kind of like nothing he's doing is surprising. I don't know if that's what most improved is about. Like Larry Markman took a jump I didn't expect. Tyrese Maxi, he's still Tyrese Maxi to me. Yeah, no, I, I feel agree. you. He's only I producing more because Hart is not there. I think I think that SGA I think is a phenomenal. I think is a phenomenal pick SGA. Like this dude, SGA, SGA is also, SGA is also I'm not surprised. Well. Yeah, I'm not yeah, surprised like, by what SGA Larry Markin is taking a jump to look like an all-star I mean, level player. SGA is just what I knew SGA was. The, I think the jumped. thing about the most but, improved award is like you take a jump based off like out of numbers. obscurity. Like nobody expected you to be. Nah, that's you not go true. from being like a ten. Because John, John Morant won. He was team. the only anomaly, bro. Yeah, I hated the that. Only anomaly. I hated John, that. John Morant was the only anomaly. But that shit just happened. So I mean, why can't it happen uh, but, again with with Shea? Anom- but you, but you know that was an anomaly too, bro. We all thought that was going to but, like the Jordan Poole. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I agree. But if that's the route they taking, I mean, why can't I say it could happen again with SGA? Because SGA is well, playing think, wild right now. I agree with you, but I think Lori Markin is probably the shoe to get the award right now, just because. The Utah Jazz are literally—he's the focal point of the team. Like he is the like they are running that offense through Laurie, 
and they are the significantly whatever we thought the Utah Jazz were going to be. If this is sustainable and continues, this is who they are going to. Like this kid, I don't know how he doesn't get this award. You know what I'm saying? Like let's say the Jazz, Utah Jazz finish a top five seed in the West, maybe even top four. He oh, got to get that it. award, bro. Yeah, he got to get that award. If he bro. if they finish as a top four, so you might as well give him the MVP. He would need consideration for both awards, bro. Yeah, I want if six man Utah of the years. I want MVPs. Yo, I need coach of the years all going the, to one team. All of it. That would be fire. That would be fire, bro. No, if that would be fire. You would have to clean house. Coach of the year. Coach of the year, MVP, most approved. They would have to clean house. Six bro. man. Jordan Clarkson would be a two-time six man of the year. Like it would be, you would have to clean house in Utah, man. It would because that would be just ridiculous. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, super chat from Guzit. Gozit. I hope I said it right. Fave team on paper. Mine is 17, 18 Cavs. No super team. Just favorite team. Favorite collection of guys. 2023 Houston Rockets. Twenty two. <laughs> Yo, go, what you got? I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty twenty. I'm gonna go twenty twenty four Orlando Magic. Then if that's what we're doing. Victor Wembanyama. They're gonna have a death lineup soon. They're gonna have a death lineup in Disney World soon. You think? You think? You think the Orlando Magic are not getting the number one pick in the draft where Disney World had the bubble NBA to get Victor Wembanyama? Come on now, they're gonna turn Orlando into Disney NBA land, fellas. Bo- yeah, Bobo, Paolo, Bobo, yeah, Victor. Get prepared. get prepared, man. Get your Mickey Mouse hats ready. <laughs> Get him ready. I like the uh I, I like the Orlando Magic too, but like the Penny Orlando Magic, you know, him, uh Nick Anderson, 3D Scott, Shaq, Horace Grant, like those guys. Uh ninety five. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. And then even them uh those Miami teams, uh Tim Hardaway, Isaac Austin, Vashawn Leonard. Like I like those too, man. They had some pretty dope games. I got a nasty one that's just not a super team. Uh, Paul George, Hibbert, Granger, and them boys back in the day, them Pacers teams. Before oh, they were 20, 24, 24 Paul George before the leg injury. Like 20. Granger was nice, man. Like 20, I want to say, what was that? Maybe 20, 20, I like 11, Granger 2012. A lot, yeah. yeah. 2012. He was balling yeah. out. Balling out. He was one of the best mind. players on 2K. If you remember Paul George's 2K, my he team. was a monster, bro, in 2K. All right. Well, like the damn video, bro. We got 378 people here, bro. Like the damn video. Great two hours, man. Uh, Mars, J-Rob, Euro, you guys got any final words before we head out? Keep James Wiseman out the rotation. Tough. Tough. I got no words. I got a gesture, though. Dub. Salute to y'all. Salute you. Mars, get the fucking suit Mars, up. get the fucking suit Mars, up. Bro, you want to eat this dub all fucking day, but you don't want to do nah, this, man. We're going to end the show like this, fellas. Enjoy the video. Like the video on the way out. Y'all Jeez. be easy, man. <laughs> all right, fellas.